to sell some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model <laughs> Club TV, episode 49. God. <laughs> uh, if that pen, I want everyone, for every click of that pen that you hear during this episode, like, we're going to torture Scott. Click the pen 49 times. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. So this is a running thing. There was an episode way back in the beginning that Scott had a pen off screen and was clicking it. And I could hear it throughout the episode and it was driving me nuts. And now he's just going to do it on purpose. Yeah. And anyway, then when he's editing, he's just got to listen to it. <clears throat> kill him. <clears throat> uh, Scott, this is our anniversary episode. Notice we don't have the same party favors as last time, but it's two years. We've been doing this two years. Oh, yeah, I've got the floating eye. Yeah, Lights up too, sometimes. Sometimes. So two years. What there have we goes. learned in two years, Scott? Not to get gifts from CG Blade, because <laughs> this is what she gets. <laughs> what else have we learned in two years? Not to ask for donations. We'll cover that in a little while. Uh, yeah. No, um, right out from the bat here, right from the beginning. Uh, thank you to every single person that has even watched one second of this disaster of a show. Um, we truly appreciate it. It's been two years. I didn't think, like I said last year, that we'd even make it past eight episodes. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who has supported us. Thank you to everyone who has watched us shared us keep sharing us because we need to get to that thousand subscriber milestone which i don't think it's ever going to happen but again thank you from the bottom of our heart my heart especially uh because like i said i didn't think this would be successful and here we are i'm stuck with i can't Scott. believe i'm still doing this for no money <laughs> i'm not doing it for any money either uh i'm, I'm talent you are talent scott is our talent and a co-host lovely co-host lovely co-host so we have scott johansson our lovely co-host jason walker your co-host as well um scott anything you want to say about two years no <laughs> okay too long miserable we <laughs> here, let's do some math here 49 and these usually take about three hours of yeah, my time. Yeah, yep. Usually. So that's about 150 hours. That's not bad. Okay. Now, at my current rate of pay, that would be... You owe me $1,350. I'll get you that. I promise. No, that's not right. Yeah, that's fine. All right, I'll get you that. Anyway, <laughs> here we are. Episode 49. Still going strong, sort of. Uh, we, are, we have been kicking around the idea of, of doing this. Quitting? Once. Quitting, yes, we have. Um, but we're going to stick with it for now. Uh, we have also kicked around the idea of doing it once a month. Because it, it's, it's not that we don't have anything to talk about. It's that it's just hard to do twice a month in terms of time in real life. So for now, we're going to try and stick to the two episode schedule for this season three. 
but if we miss one, don't be mad. But that'll drive me nuts if we miss one. So, and I'll try to do some more of those fancy how-to videos. Yeah, we're gonna do a lot more of those. I think in the and again, if anyone else has suggestions as to what they want to see, what like what they hate about us, what they like about us, you can send us an email at modelclubtv at gmail.com or you can send us a voicemail at 708-816-4299, 708-816-4299. And when you leave a voicemail, there is a three-minute limit in Google Voice. There is a minute and a half limit from Jason. <laughs> if it gets past that, it ain't getting on. So try and keep them short. The way we always thought about doing the voicemail was quick question, comment, 30 seconds, a minute, we're good. After that, P. Scott tends to glaze over. So, Especially when it's somebody. <laughs> so anyway, before we get to our uh, giveaways. Can you hear that in the background? What is it? Well, I hope it's fireworks and not one of our fans taking shots at me. <laughs> Hold on. I got to pause. I got to go get your present. Why? You're never going to give it to me. <laughs> All right. So everybody knows I was on vacation in the great state of, in the free state of Florida. Yeah. You didn't buy me nothing at the tobacco sex shop, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we went in there. Pretty cool. Knives. What were they had? They had knives. It was uh, edibles, knives, adult toys, tobacco, and something else. Best story. I bet for- they got some wild Friday nights at that place. <laughs> Actually, they closed really early, which makes no sense. They were closed makes by like six of sense to me. Anyway, so when I uh, I, I tend to go out of town. We always go to record stores, mm. and uh, in uh, we took a side trip to Pensacola. And in a record store, I found this. Oh, look at that. So I got you a Groovy Ghoulies 12-inch. Look at that guy's face. (laughs) Looks like me, kind of. It does a little bit. And the Frankenstein looks like Brian Clark. (laughs) So it is horrifyingly rare power pop from the beloved TV cartoon Featuring Richard Delvey and Ed Foreigner of the Challengers, pumpkin orange vinyl, pressing limited to 500 copies, and exclusive to independent record stores. So, side one, save your good lovin' for me, Bumble Ghoulie, where we go so good together, Frankie, Ghoulie Get Together, which is the theme, I guess. Yep. And then first annual, eh, there's, we can go over the rest, but... I'll drop this off at your house next time I see you. With the other gifts I have? With the other gifts. Well, thank you. There you go. The groovy ghoulies. And don't say I never got you anything. Because I did. Okay. I'm still waiting for my Jamie side drop off. What? You know, my Cyclops, my Colossal Man or whatever, oh, Jamie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before you run them over with your chair. Oh, no. I just had a disaster. Of course you did. I just spilled a coffee. (laughs) On a bunch of stuff. 
<laughs> so folks so, so our mystery donor letter is not covered in <laughs> Oh, I sure hope <laughs> you were recording when you read that earlier. Oh, boy. Were you oh, recording no. when you read that earlier? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get these. I'm gonna smell like coffee the whole rest of the time. Oh, shit. Hey, could you, could you make sure... Uh... Could, could you make sure none of that gets on my album? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, no, it's falling apart. Oh, no, mystery donor. <laughs> oh, okay, my wait. God. Oh, okay. I got it apart. Yeah. I sure hope you okay. were... Uh, Get it to dry. I... Are you sniffing it? No, I'm wiping I left my fucking. Oh. Spilled the whole thing. There's a river. Oh my god. My only problem is it got on my model scenes, but they're, thank God they were ripped. Okay. Oh boy. This is what I was telling you all while he was gone. What'd you say? Nothing. All right, man. I'm gonna smell like coffee the whole show. You anyway, consider one of these. I have like seven of them. Yeah, well, maybe you should use them because. Okay, all right. Your gift You're done. Um, this has been in the works for a little while. We're gonna have a little movie chat. Scott has watched the Batman. Most of it. Most okay. Why only most of it? Well, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. What are you saying? You don't want the story? Uh, I'd love to hear the story. So the other night, going to bed, and like I so often do, for whatever reason, I start going through the on-demand movies, knowing I'm not going to stay awake more than five minutes. Okay. I've fallen asleep looking through the on-demand movies before. Okay. I've done that. <laughs> So there was Batman. And I tried to start it one other time, and I don't think I got past the first like three minutes and I was asleep. And well, let's just say now I know why. But so <laughs> so I um started watching. It was enough. To hold my interest, I think there was one part that I fell asleep for about five or ten minutes. Okay. Okay. I don't know why I kept watching it. Because, well, I do know, so I could dog it here when I was talking to you. All right. I'm not going to say it was terrible. It wasn't like Kong versus Godzilla terrible. Okay. But it wasn't great. It was. I didn't mind him as Batman. Because he didn't do the Christian Bale. Okay, so that was nice. Yes, I agree. Um, 
the villain, the, the Riddler was kind of, I don't know. The, the whole thing was just kind of, first of all, the movie was too long for what it was. Okay. I'll agree with you. All right. It, it was, it was too long for what it was. So they really drug it out. They really, uh, there were parts like when, when the Catwoman parts were in there that I couldn't make out what they were saying to each other. Cause the other noise was too. Oh, that's cause you're old, but all right. Loud or whatever. But that's another aspect of the movie that I thought just really didn't make a lot of sense. Was the Catwoman part of it. And, you know, it's just, yeah. How does just somebody like that get all these fighting skills? No, you know, it's just. You grew up in the mean streets of Gotham. That's what happens. You get fighting okay. skills. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't mind the Batman mask, but the rest of the costume I didn't care for. See, I'm the opposite. I think it was one of the better Batman costumes. Okay. Now, a couple of things that really bugged me about this movie. Okay. Here we go. When there's five guys shooting at you with automatic weapons, you're not going to dodge every one of those bullets. Okay. It's just not going to happen. You're not that good. Nobody's that good. But all right, we'll suspend that for comic book. He got blasted. What are you talking about? He got blasted a lot of times. All right. So we go through this whole movie trying to keep it what I would call realistic. Yeah. Okay. I didn't like it. It seemed Alfred was smarter than he was. Um, and he was kind of a dick to Alfred too. Which he, I, he was. And I, but okay. I think that's part of the story. But, but um, so you've got that. So you've got this whole movie though, where it's kind of like nothing crazy, you know? I mean, yeah, he'd go into a room and, you know, beat some guys up or whatever, but it wasn't anything over the top. But then we get to the end and we get that we're hanging on by one hand, crazy stunt shit. Okay. And it's like, so you tried to make this realistic the whole yeah. time. I think we have the same and, complaint, I think. And, and you get to the end and it's like watching every other superhero movie you've seen in the last. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I agree. I agree. I so. Agree. I, I didn't. I I wish it would have ended with the Joker or the Riddler going to jail. Like, would have been perfect. I get what they were trying to do to make him more of a hero than he was, but you could have done that in the next one. I think the, I think you're right. When they were trying to ground it in in reality like that, it was great up until, you didn't need that ending. I think to make it. Yeah, it's, it just got to be too much. Like. First of all, was it five bombs? You think five bombs blown up a seawall would flood a city like that? Yeah, I mean, if it's the right place. But you know, but I, I, <coughs> it, to me, it almost feels like the studio was like, "This needs a superhero action moment. You better do something here at the end to make mm -hmm. it." That's what it felt like. It felt tacked on. And then what I was telling you, did you go by any chance go and watch the Joker thing that was cut from the movie? No. Okay, no. so. I immediately did that after watching it. And there's a Joker thing that that was, that was cut out of the movie from Arkham Asylum. And I'm very happy that they cut it out. Cause it just, it wasn't good. And if that's the Joker they're going with, 
uh, well, I don't think it looks that good either. And that's just, another thing that I didn't yeah. necessarily care for. And maybe I was half asleep, so I wasn't following the plot too closely. Yeah. But it made it seem like his parents were actually assholes. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Okay. And. You know, so, you know, here I became the Batman because my parents were killed. And now I find out hey, my parents were assholes. Maybe they deserved it. Yeah, you know, that's I, part so of it. it's well, I, think I didn't that like adds, that part of it either. So. I don't mind that because I think it adds another layer of like you always put your your, you know. Batman and Bruce Wayne has always put his father up on this pedestal. You always put your own parents up and then you you are like you never think of them. Mm. Most people as bad people, but you can. Oh, and you know what else was bad? <laughs> the penguin just being an ordinary guy. I like um, that. And then the car chase with the penguin was just completely stupid. Yeah, that could have gone. <clears throat> and the Batmobile was dumb. Looking. No, 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 yes, no, yes. no. I love this Batmobile. It felt like a real car. Nope. Worst Batmobile ever. No, no yes. way. No way. Comment. Was it the worst Batmobile? Yeah, ever? No, no. The Christian Bale Batmobile. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, that like was like an army tumbler. That's tank my point. And, and I didn't care for that either. I like this one because it was a car. But this was just like a, <clears throat> I don't know, like a Camaro dune buggy or something. That's great. That was really cool. All right. That's the Batman. Yeah. Don't waste your I'm time. I'm surprised you watched <laughs> Don't waste your time. I'm surprised you watched it. I'm happy. This is like Aquaman and Justice League. It's like, I can't believe I watched it. I'll never watch it again. Of all the Batman movies, I will still take the first Keaton Batman over any of them. And it had. I I will go back to this. Scott Johansson, you need to watch Peacemaker. Why is Batman in it? No. There's other people in it that has to do with what you just said. I don't want to ruin it. <sighs> Moving on. I watched Mad God. And I had heard about this a while ago. Finally got to see it because it was, it was a limited release in the theater for a minute. Didn't get to see it. It's now exclusive to Shudder. Uh, Jim McFarlane, who won the Robin Kit last episode, sent me an email uh, reminding me, saying he thought I would like it. And I loved it. Um, what it's about, I'm not sure. I think I know (laughs) I got to watch it again. It is. It reminds me so much of stuff that was That's not made anymore. Like people don't make movies like this anymore. That is about the craft and about the art, the art of it. It, And I'll just leave it at that. There's an art to this movie and there's so many callbacks to other things that I personally like that. It just, what is this creature that looks like Brian Clark? That's that's what I'm saying. So there's so many odd, weird puppets and stop motion puppets. So it's, it's Phil Tippett for people who don't know who did all of the, uh, stop motion animation for star Wars and some other movies. Um, he made his own movie and it's all stop motion mixed with some live action mixed with some traditional puppets mixed with shadow puppets at one point. And it's just, it's beautiful and it's horrifying to look at at times. Like there's really weird, strange stuff going on. And uh, like, to, to, 
it's indescribable at points, but to kind of, and I don't know how much of this you're going to understand. It's like a Hieronymus Bosch painting, which is where all the horrific things are going on in hell mixed with Salvador Dali at times mixed with Alexander Calder, who's one of my favorite sculptors who did like in his early days, did a wire circus and he did, he would have circus acts in his house with little miniatures that he made out of wire. And there's parts of this that remind me of that. There's parts that remind you of all of the other, like, so there's Frankenstein's monster is in this movie, but it's an Easter egg and you have to look for it in all of these different scenes. The, the Harryhausen Cyclops is in there. Ed 209 from, I noticed from RoboCop, Robbie, the robot is in it in the background. Um, my, uh, who's standing, um, Mashin Krieger stuff is in here. Like if you're a modeler, you have to watch this movie. And if you're a Harryhausen fan, you have to watch this movie because there's so much stuff like tucked into this movie, built into the scenery that you're like, Oh, there's that. I know what that's from. I know what that's from. Kind of like <coughs> Matt Clemens would do with some of that. You remember how he could say, mm-hmm. Oh, that piece is from this. There's I'm sure tons of that. My, one of my favorite artists is Ashley Wood who does did a series called world war robot. One of those robot toys is in this. And I was just like, it's like all these great art things that I love come to life. And I really think if you're a modeler, it, it also, it's like a Nirasawa Takaya hobby, Japan diorama come to life. Like those crazy dioramas that you see out of Japan. It's like that, but moving. And I, if get shutter, even if you just get shutter for the free week, it's worth the watch. The sto- I've seen people say, oh, there's no story. There's a story. I don't want to give away what I think it's about, um, but it's an art piece more than anything. And I, I think it took him 30 years to make this. It said he's been working on it on and off. And it's not for everybody. It's weird, but it's worth seeing. And just for the craftsmanship alone, I think everyone take a look at it. Uh, that's Mad God. There's some really cool things in it. Mad God. Mad God. Which brings me to Love, Death, and Robots, which was a heated discussion. I don't know if it was heated. In our comments section a couple episodes ago between CG and I think it was Spike. And I hadn't seen the new season yet, and I have now finished the new season. There's three seasons for people who don't know what Love, Death, and Robots is. It is an animated anthology series on Netflix where they tell little like 15 minute stories and may space with different animators and artists and stuff. And it's beautiful. Like it's really well done. Most of them are fantastic. They're all, some are hit and miss. Like sometimes the stories aren't good and the animation's not good or just not something that speaks to me. Um, the first season was great. Second season I thought was kind of lacking. There was a few in there. And now this third season CG said he didn't like it. <laughs> Spike said he loved it. I really liked it. There was some that were in there. The one I just, I hate the one with the three robots. I just, I hate it. it it's dumb to me. And I don't like the, the cultural stuff they're kind of trying to poke fun at. But in this new season, David Fincher did an episode, which I thought was great with this giant crab. And there's a, uh, uh, there's, there's like a zombie apocalypse done from like, if you were looking at Lego people from a hundred feet in the air and you just see the stop motion, like, and I thought that was really well done. And there's a Cthulhu one in this episode. That's, but 
definitely worth seeing. I I love Death and Robots is great, and I think everyone should watch it. It's good. It's really good. And that's our movie stuff. I think my wife watched else? The Last Kingdom. How's that? She liked it. Oh, you didn't see that still. She binged it five up five seasons. Oh, really? Oh boy. Oh boy. Actually, I think I'm getting in. Uh, when I get down to my Kuton stuff, I think next month he's doing a Last Kingdom model. Hmm. I could print it for her. Um, but yeah, love Death and Robots. The first season, there's someone I really loved, and this one, I really like too. But second one, eh. All right, giveaway, Scott. Giveaways. Give it away. So from Starlighting Projects, you have them by you, right? You you have these. I don't have them sitting here, actually. You have them. You have them sitting there. We have two to give away. What do you want to do? The skull first, the skulls first, or the lights? Let's do skulls. Some are in for both, right? Yep. I So I went and curated all of that. And if you wanted both, you're in both. Here yeah. we go. Skulls. Disturbed Earth. Disturbed, Disturbed Earth. Earth gets the skulls. Okay. Let me just tape that so I know. All right. And now the lights. Let there be light. Paul Burnett. Paul Burnett gets the Let There Be Light. Okay. So thank you to everybody who entered. Hold I on. Will hold on. That. We're going to throw an extra bonus in here. Uh oh, we got a bonus. What did you hold do? On. Hold on. I just, I, I just had a, just a brilliant idea. Oh, I know how these go. Hold on. It's so brilliant, I can't even execute it. Hold on. Okay, so we have an extra. Donated by our friend, Phil Kupka. But it is a Starlighting Projects piece. Okay. So, I want you to draw another name. I'll mix them both together. And All right, I'll mix them both together. Draw another name. Bill Wilson. Bill Wilson. He okay. wins all the time. All right, Bill. We'll We're watching you, you, Bill. We're watching you. Something. All right. I'll send this out to Bill. I might still have his address. But Bill, you're getting the uh, the bonus starlight. Bill Wilson. Which was right, donated cool. by um, Bill Kupka. So there all you right. go. So. So we have to have a conversation with our viewers slash listeners. Uh, yes, we, we have a lot to give away. <laughs> a, a lot. Um, I'm not, and we don't really know how to do it. So first I want to start with this. I want to start by thanking some people that donated us stuff to give away. So coming up, we have a lot of things from Pestilence Labs and the Worthlings. CG Blade donated a ton of stuff. Sweet Life, we have a I'm Your Huckleberry. Uh, Paul Gill, is, we have an Elephant Man and an Alien. We have two from Paul. Chuck, Chuck Amolka donated a Batman. 
uh, Ellie Raphael and Shane McGowan. I have four pieces from them and they're huge. One of them is missing some parts. We got to get that worked out, but I think those are going to be local only. Maybe if people want to pick them up because they're so big, we'll talk about it when we get to it. Uh, we want to thank Starling's projects for what we just gave away. And then Matt Lawrence, Matt Lawrence. And then we have a mystery donor that sent me this box filled with a ton of stuff. And again, mystery donors, I love it, but I wish I could. So we have these little metal projects to give away, these little metal models. We have a ton of paper craft models to give away. Which, which luckily really didn't cool. get coffee spilled on them. No, I did not get coffee on them. Uh, the Bates Motel is one of them. Like, there's, like, the Apollo Landing Craft. Like, tons of stuff in there. Stormtroopers. And then also gave away some paintbrush bundles that are over $100 each. So we have a lot to give away. And Scott and I are struggling with how to do it. So, Scott, what do you think? I think... We're going to give something away this episode. And then I think after that, we're open to suggestions. How should we do this? We have some higher-end items, obviously. And we have just some, like, what you'd call gift pack items. And we were thinking about just throwing together some gift packs. You get what you get. Um, however, we don't run a slight to people that donated some really nice things. Um, so those will probably be some separate giveaways. And what we're trying to decide is, do we just have an episode of all giveaways and say, here, do it. Here you go. We're going to spend an episode drawing names. Um, do we stretch it out over? Cause we probably have enough for months if yeah. we stretch it out. So uh, give us some suggestions, and between the two of us, we'll listen and come up with something. Yeah, leave them in the comments. We, like, we can tell we you that the gift next, packs. next episode, yeah. we will be giving away more than one thing. Yeah. Uh, but the gift packs, we could just take two models, put them together with some stuff, and just pull names. It, it's it's a, a logistical nightmare to try and do them all and spread them out, like figure out who gets what. So mm -hmm. please give us suggestions, what you'd like to see from us, but we have a lot to give away. So oh, what are we going to give away this episode? It's up to you, man. What do you want to give away? So this episode, <clears throat> I think we're going to go with, um, it was a toss up uh, between a couple things. And I've decided we're going to go with Paul Gill's elephant man. Okay. Excellent. Okay. So, uh, we got the elephant man bus. Jason put a picture up here. And um, if you want to be entered in the elephant man bust drawing uh, in the comments on the Facebook comments. Uh, how about I am not an animal. I am not an animal. I am not an animal from Paul Gill and Gilman Productions. Thank you, Paul. Okay. Check him and out then, on Facebook. You know, I was thinking, because we do have people that just download us. So should they be able to enter by email as well? Uh, they can hear and just head over to YouTube and leave comments for me to do. Okay. It's, it's really hard for me to read more than five emails a yeah. month. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not just that to kind of keep the two parsed. 
So it's easier. If you want to enter, please head over to YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Like. Like and subscribe. And then put in, I am not an animal. And we'll enter you in for the elephant man. Which is a really cool bust. People are going to love that thing. Okay. So, and then please, on YouTube, leave comments how you'd like to see a giveaway episode, what you'd like to see. If you'd want it all spread out, we'll, we'll take that into consideration too. So we'll see next episode. We, and we appreciate everybody that's donated anything ever for the two and, years we've and, been here. Thank you. You know, we don't want to slight anybody by giving this away first, this away second, whatever, just kind of a random thing. And, um, you know, I'm looking at it right now. Most of the stuff came at Wonderfest or after, yep. and and Paul was the first one that came to us with with this. So let's give Paul that um, nod and uh, throw that out there. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. again, it's... I am not an animal. In the <laughs> comments, that was Jason's idea. All right. Before we jump into news and reviews, I forgot something I had bought at Wonderfest. What? Uh, from. Lexi McDevitt, Troy's daughter, correct? Am I wrong? I think you're correct. Okay, so uh, Artyopteryx is her site. I'll leave a link up there. Artyopteryx, she does some really cool... She made these forest spirits from Princess Mononoke, and I bought three of them. They glow in the dark, and I'm just going to set them up around my house. So, oh, and look, I smashed my finger on vacation. I was going to ask you about that. I saw that earlier. Yeah. Smashed it in a folding chair on the beach. That's why I hate the beach. <laughs> but thank you, Lexi. Well, maybe These if you great. weren't so busy keeping your big hat on <laughs> and your flippers. And have to find please, pictures. please post some of those pictures. I'll put one up here. I'll find one. Of the great, yeah. Of Jason on the beach. And then. And the um, starfish on your head. That would be a good one. All right, I'll find that. Uh, and then I had given Danny Sirocco something, and he returned the favor with a conjoined twin skull keychain. Which so I'm surprised you're not using. I don't want to break it. I'm going to hang it. So, Anyway, all right, news and reviews. Boom! First thing, Scott, the World Model Expo is happening right now. Like this weekend, I think. And it is in the Netherlands. So oh, we, we won't be went. going. <laughs> uh, but it, I, what I've seen so far already, it's going to be the same cool stuff when that was here in Chicago. So any of our European people that can get over to the Netherlands and check out the World Model Expo, do it. Because it is well worth the trip, I think, if you're there. If it's ever back in the States, I'll probably consider maybe traveling to it if it's reasonable again. But there are some amazing things that happen at that. And please check out World Model Expo. They, World Model Expo 2022 on Facebook is where you can like, keep up with all the info. Uh, second is uh, G-Fest is coming up. I want everyone to kind of just get a because it's one of those shows that for some reason I always forget about. And it's in our backyard. Uh, it's on July 15th through the 17th uh, at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare. And it's all things kaiju and Godzilla related. So if you love that stuff, there you go. G-Fest. Rob, Robert Trock will be there with the Destroy All Monsters diorama. Destroy All Modelers diorama. 
And then I want to give a special shout out to Rob Madison and his lovely YouTube channel. Scott, what's it called? Monster Model Review. Monster Model Review. <coughs> He's still and he doing has another one too, Toy Archaeology. Toy Archaeology. And he also has the uh, game. Is the game board, the board game one the same? That's Toy Archaeology. Is that on there, I think? I think there's, and I, I think he's I think doing he's three another ones. one with someone, too. But. Yeah, but he always gives us a shout-out on there, and I want to say he just posted another video uh, with one of the Racky Racers kits that he had put together. So The Racky Racers? Racky. <laughs> wacky Racers kits that he had put together. Uh, and, and it, it gives you so a nice, nice little shout-out as my, well. my conversion parts. He did. That I haven't even molded yet. So, <laughs> You've had a lot so of, it's kind of uh, like... People giving me a shove things. to get going because I've already gotten three emails. So, um, All right. typical Scott. So, thank you, Rob, for the shout out. But again, everyone, check out Rob Madison and Monster Model Review. And you have to have Rob on again. Yeah, we do. I, miss him. Gotta... I missed him at Wonderfest. I did too. He's been doing some fantastic mask making stuff. And it makes me, I want to get off my butt and get mine going. But anyway, thank you, Rob. Second thing we forgot to talk about last episode, and I think it's just because we were in a hurry, was uh, the new issue of AFM is out. And again, it's gone all digital. And I think this one is a really, really good issue. It's sad that it's not a magazine. But again, we've talked about it before. We know why. Um, But there's some really good stuff in there. and. The color, like it's not your typical. It's more colorful than it usually is, if that makes sense. Yeah, like and there's also, yeah. and I don't know if people are aware of this, but like if there's an ad on there, it will link you to if they've got a web page. There's a few places that have videos, like I know Steve's article. I think there's a video that you can link to. So, um, it's kind of cool. You know, they're they're trying to branch out into that, you know, use the digital world as much as you can. So I'm going to go just remind Steve's, you know, Steve's diorama have a certain look to him. Mm-hmm. That's mad. God is a lot like Steve's diorama. Steve would love that movie. I want him to watch it. So Steve, if you're watching, which I doubt <laughs> watch mad God, you'll love it. It's very much like your style of things. Um, there's a really, there's a casting article by Mac Maddie, a second part to it. Um, Great stuff. Check out AFM. Uh, it's, t- it's worth every penny. So please keep keep AFM going. Pick up your digital copy today. And then Typhon Studios had an announcement. I did not see this. Tell me about it. And it's shipping problems coming from Ireland because of where he is in Northern Ireland. And if I... I don't want to go through the whole big long letter. Head over to Typhon's uh, Facebook page. Uh, it's, it, I'll read this one part. As tough as it is to write this, I'm fully prepared to hit the stop button with Typhon, as this price increase could be enough to prevent many of you from devi- deciding to buy a kit with all the other increases we're facing daily. Resin models are down on the priority list somewhat. If that is the case, I'll get all pending kits out and take it from there but I really do hope we can continue. So he's having some pretty major shipping cost issues coming from Northern Ireland. 
Uh, he thinks he has found a workaround. So hopefully that's the case. I would hate to see Typhon go away. Um, Please, he's made some beautiful, beautiful. Kits. And so my suggestion is, you pay what you you get what you pay for, right? It's going to cost you more to ship it, but you're getting some of the best castings you're ever going to see. You're getting some amazing sculptures and some amazing kits. So it sucks. It it does, and I'd I'd hate to see him have to close up shot just due to shipping costs. It's ridiculous. So try and support him as much as you can. And we want to see Typhon keep going. So he was, um, when I got the Millicent piece and I was high on the list. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say you were high. I was high too, but I got the Millicent piece and, you know, through the stuff, you know, we've promoted and stuff. Uh, Mike was going to, uh, send me mine for free. And he was like, just pay the postage. And I said, Mike, I can't <laughs> let you do that. And so he says, no, no, just send the postage. So what I did is, so I'll tell you what, you pay for the postage, I'll pay for the kit. And I sent him the price of the kit. So it, okay. it's because, you know, it, it's, he's been, so he's been supportive of us. He sent us a few things for giveaways. I've gotten, what have I gotten? Two or three of his kits? I'm trying to think now. I know I got the Imhotep. I wish it is. This is not a slight untie. It's just everything so far has not been my subject matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, this is all you No, but it is good stuff. It's great stuff. Like it's just, it's yeah. be- so I please everybody support Typhon. Uh, and I might end up just buying something just to help out. So oh, I have an announcement for myself. Oh, you self-promoting bastard. <laughs> I am self-promoting for once. So I am on the uh, merchant tier of Kutan Patreon. So if you want anything printed uh, from anything that he has, I have access to all of it. Uh, let me know. Uh, work out something you. I can do anywhere from, I think most of his are uh, one-tenth, one-eighth, but I can uh, scale them up as close to one-sixth as I can get. And if there's anything you're interested in, let me know. But he has some really cool stuff out there. and. Yeah. Can you view it? Do they have a Facebook page where they can uh, view he it? He does have a Facebook page where you can see what he's doing. I'll link to it. He also, through the Patreon, you can see some of it as well. But he does some amazing, just more recent uh, movie figure stuff. So, excellent. That's my shameless promotion. From Chuck Hamoka. Uh, from Monsters in Motion, he always sends us something along to check out. Monsters in Motion, Milton the Monster Diorama Model Kit. I thought this he said this would be up your alley, Scott. Yeah, I vaguely remember Milton the Monster, but I do 1966 remember Gold Key comic book uh, based on. It's a comic, I guess. So, Diorama includes over 20 pressure cast parts, including clear vials and beaker. But he also sent this, Scott. And if you look to the other side, this Frankenstein image, you know what that is? It's a beach towel. It is a beach towel. So at Monsters in Motion, and I, as soon as we are done recording today, I am going to go and record uh, pre-order. They have the Wolfman, Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein's Monster, Creature from Le Black Lagoon, and a Mummy over on the uh, Monsters in Motion webpage. 
So I really like that creature from the Black Lagoon Beach towel. So I'm going to pick that up, I think. So those are pretty cool. And then when, thank you, Chuck, because I would have missed this, uh, on Monsters in Motion's main page, they had a little ad for a model kit from a movie that I love from the early, from 89, I think it is. But for people who are into industrial music like I am, Gunhead was a huge thing because there's a band called Frontline Assembly and they use clips from this movie in their video. And the robot mech thing in there it's made with miniatures, like similar to like how Godzilla stuff is done. And Gunhead's a great movie. If you haven't seen Gunhead, go watch it. But there's a model kit, finally, of this. So I am going to be pre-ordering this as well. Uh, so Gunhead plastic model kit. I, 30 years in the making or more. I wish there probably has been one, but this one looks really good. Really good. So check that out if you're interested. And then, Scott, why don't you take our good friend, Mr. Cipriano? Um, Mr. Cipriano, who we uh, put out the Mad Monster Party creature. Um, last episode, I can tell you, I got one, and it's beautiful. So, um, of course, I got one of the special editions with two left arms. But um, Tony was nice enough to fix that. So... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we, we bust Tony's ass all the time. Um, but I love Tony. Anyway, uh, Mighty Mouse. And Tony's been waiting to release this and a few other things. Because he's been hesitant about clear resin uh, printing. And apparently he's had some success. And so you've got a picture here of the actual casting and then Tony's render. Of the, you know, um, so this is, uh, this is it. Eight inches tall, $95, $15 shipping ships to the U S only please. Okay. <laughs> that is Tony. Now, you know, because I love to help Tony. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. If there's anybody in Canada or somebody that wants this really that bad. Get a hold of me if you want to pay the extra money. I'll have Tony ship it to me, and then I'll ship it to you. Um, anything to help out my friend Tony. So, um, yeah, there you go. Another uh, great cartoon kit from Mr. Cipriano. Awesome. And then our well update. Well update. Well has a Patreon now. And I think these first two pieces or first three are in the Patreon. And the first one is Space Ghost with Blip. I really like the base on this. Yeah. But I don't know if my Saturn can handle it. Yeah, he always makes giant bases. <laughs> on some of these, he does. And then we have Muttley from Dastardly and Muttley and their flying machines. That's the second in that series of the planes. He did the Dastardly already, so he's got two more to do. Oh, <sighs> And then we have Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy. Isn't that just cute little... Uh, oh, great. Yeah, and you probably never saw an episode of that in your life, did you? Uh, no, I have seen it. So we've got that. And that's, this is all since last month. Wells... It's been um, on a, he's been on a tear. He is. Um, Baba Louie. And that's, uh, for those that don't know, is uh, Quick Draw McGraw's sidekick. 
and probably not politically correct by today's standards, but whatever. And then you guys uh, really like this one, the inch high private eye one. Um, yeah, he's got a good which, face. It's... Which, yeah, I like this, especially if you could paint that like with some of that chrome, that mirror paint. Yeah. Or even find a mirror to sink or print it clear. Or, yeah. You know, so we got an inch high there. And that's that's pretty cool. And then last. It's been my nickname most of my life. But no, yeah, that is most of your life. The last one is Pixie and Dixie and Mr. Jinx. That's a big piece. Uh, three pieces. Now, because I know the limitations of the Saturn. Okay. One suggestion I did make to him is I said, take the part that says Mr. Jinx and make that a separate piece. Because otherwise, look how big that back yeah. piece would be on that. So he did do that. He's very open to suggestions, especially from me. And because <laughs> uh, you're so nice and polite. And um, right now he's working on a set of uh, musketeer dogs and their king. Let's just leave it at that. And we'll probably have pictures of that next time. And you you didn't even know who it was when I showed it to you. So no, I didn't. But, so uh, check out well on CG Trader and also his Patreon. Cool. Tell him I sent you. Yes, please tell him, Scott. And Model Club sent you. Yep. Uh, Danny Sirocco again in Dimensional Designs. He's been plastering this stuff all over Facebook the last couple of days. I'm, I'm not, I have to talk to him because I'm not entirely sure if this is his or if he had a hand in it, but Hero Club Solid Art also maybe had something to do with it. If you're interested in this, which is the Zuni Aerodol, is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Broke. I'm not even interested in having one of those in my house. <laughs> oh, man. So from the famous uh, Karen, was it Karen Black? Movie? Karen Black uh, Trilogy yeah, of Terror. Trilogy yeah. of Terror. Uh, this looks just like the one from the movie. Fucking scared the hell out of me. <laughs> thing, the Did first you time. that knife under the door? My, my best was when he's cutting through the suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that suitcase would have been so out my window at that point. Okay. Oh, uh, but let yeah. somebody else deal with this. That would <laughs> have been Danny mine. over on his Facebook page on dimensional designs. And he also has, I think this coming out, he just debuted at Wonderfest, I think, which is the captive wild woman. And that is a super detailed, really nice base, really nice figure. So we love Danny. So please show him some love. Show him some love. Stay on his ass a little, but show him some love. And we want, he's coming on. He's coming on this season. Yep. He's got great yeah. stories. He sure does. Yep. Uh, and finally, uh, from David Bennett and Model Madhouse, uh, there's a list, I think, going for this now. And it's a Lost Lure kit. He debuted this at Wonderfest as well. We're going to have David Bennett on, I think, a few episodes from now as well uh, to talk about this when it gets closer to release. So. Uh, again, head over to Model, Mod Model Madhouse and David Bennett and give it a look. Has Who that sculpted this? Do you know? I don't know. I, I do. Know. You do? Who? Troy McDevitt. Oh, did he? Cool. Yeah. You're busy but buying it, ghosts from his daughter. And yeah, buying the. Anytime he's making. I didn't even stuff. notice. That's pretty cool. It has the uh, Aurora, like that same lizard on the log there. Yeah. That's cool. 
Okay, that's news and reviews. Real quick, I'm going to put a quick slideshow oh, up wait. here. Did you buy but... anything? No. Man, I did. What'd you buy? Okay. So, um, our uh, guest that's coming up um, talked about these artist grade pan pastels. And so I got a set of the skin tones. Nice. Um, off Amazon. Not that I'm going to do anything with them. How much were they? 40 bucks, 41 bucks. Okay. This better Powell. be open. I want to see you use them. From our friend Todd Paul. And and maybe I'll send you a picture of this because I don't know if he's going to focus. Oh, there he goes. What is we that? know who that is. Okay. Yes, he has an upper denture there. Hold on. Hollow? I never even see it. What is this? King Kong. Why is the light blow over there? We got to get your light fixed. So, but is that his? What is it? Yeah, Mick it? Wood has sculpted it. Todd puts it out. It's $160. You dropped something. Everybody see that? We're starting the new season off right. Scott yeah, dropping things. Yeah, whatever. I didn't drop a coffee, freak. It's way under there. I'm not going for it. Okay, then I have something that I got about a week after Wonderfest. I was told I had to open it on the show. So as you okay. can see, it's still sealed. And this comes from uh, Pestilence Labs. I have no idea what it is. It's probably a box of rocks. So we're going to open it up. We're going to open it up and see just what this cheap bastard's up to. <laughs> By the way, he loved when I was spanking the mold. <laughs> a lot of people video. like that. I'm trying. Um, did I buy something? I bought some stuff to print. But mm -hmm. I haven't. Yeah, I bought a few STLs too. Yeah. Oh, I know what this is. I will is. say this. this it is... was, I could, I was trying to find a uh, hobby store to do an on the road segment, and it would just was no luck between here and Panama City Beach. Everything was either closed or off the beaten path. All right. Got it? Getting there. Bubble wrap. <laughs> well, we got some giveaways. More giveaways? Feet. Ah! He sent me <laughs> a bag of feet. I kid you not. This is a bag of nasty feet. <laughs> for those people who have not been keeping up scott hates feet and this is glorious <laughs> what in the hell am i supposed to do <laughs> well, all right we need to see some on camera a little clear yeah i don't know if i'm gonna be able to let's let it <laughs> I, I got toes i got bandages i <laughs> that's great thanks mark that's just great mark game's on <laughs> that's great so how many are in now there? i i will say this i have left and right feet how many are in there two I, seriously i wonder if there's an even amount of both oh wait look 
There's a little rat. Oh, you know pretty good. You're you know you're all about There's a couple of rats in there. Well, something's got to gnaw the feet. My God, you know I got to count them now, right? Oh God. Well, I mean, how do you not? He went through all this trouble. Oh my God. Touching all these feet. You can't even touch plastic feet. Ugh. No, they're sandals and toes. Who wears sandals? Oh my god, this guy wait, so wait, legit. You're you're afraid of like plastic feet and real feet? I just don't like feet in general. <laughs> you should be hooves. Wait, for real? You really can't touch plate. <laughs> Ugh. I hope Worthling licked every one of these too. Oh God, uh, he is something else. Okay, I'm gonna have to get the story behind the feet because you could have burnt out molds casting all these feet. I hope he needs them for one of his kits because I ain't gonna give them to him. I think there's I, I the didn't witch know feet. anything about this. Are these the witch feet? Like you'd know. Okay. All right, so I have this box of feet, and we're going to use it for a contest. Yep. So I'm not going to tell you how many are in here. Especially okay. since I just found another one. <laughs> you have to recount, make sure. I will recount to make sure. Okay. So. Well, thank you for the feet, Mark. <laughs> thanks for the feet, Mark. That was great. Um, so what's happened now is when we get the heads for the Mark Worthing contest, yeah. The all bets are off. You can put it on whatever you want. <laughs> just okay. A, just a big foot. We, we don't care. We'll show it. So. Wow. Um, yeah. Feet. That's great. Feet. I got feet. All I don't right. even want to touch them again. I count them again. I'm pretty, I'm just <laughs> so going to legit. You have an aversion to the plastic fake feet. No, is I'm it? okay. Counting okay. the feet. But I think what they are is, is. I think everyone saw that Mark. Um, I, I think these are witch, and everyone saw his little like display where he was selling rats and various things. So, I think what happened is he told me that there were a lot of extra parts from China <laughs> for the witch kit, and one of them was. Uh, Apparently the feet, <laughs> and no one's going to want to buy the feet. So guess who ended up with the feet? Yeah, that's great. We should give them so out prizes. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to break them down left and right. We're going to figure out some kind of contest. But what's going to happen is years from now, someone's going to say, "Hey, Mark, I got two left feet in my witch kit," and he's not going <laughs> to have any to give anyone. Okay, you know who they're going to call? They're going to call the this foot This is your, your, your money. I'm going to be scheme. the foot doctor. Okay. <laughs> this is your so, payback for all the ideas you've given them. You'll make the money off the feet. I, yeah, I'm going to make the money off the feet. Okay. Right. Yes. I'm going to make the money off the feet. All right. So that's it for news and reviews. It wasn't that great. Thanks. <laughs> and you know, I'm sitting there going, oh, what did he send me? He sent me something cool. He finally <laughs> sent me something for free that I don't have to pay for. And this is what I get. I get feet. <laughs> I get feet. That's great. I love Game's it. Game's on. Thank you, Pestilence.
I hope poor Shanna doesn't get caught in the crossfire, but uh, you she never won't. know. I, I'm sure she had nothing to do with this. Oh, I know. Not at all. She is a totally innocent party, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, real quick, I'm going to put up a little mini slideshow here of Robert Rock's Destroy All Modelers diorama. So check it out. Uh, boom. And then I have a list here. I'll put this little picture here up at the end. Again, I'll put it in the slideshow so you can pause it. But there's a list. He has a list of who is all in the diorama. So if you want to see this in person, it's going to be at G-Fest, I hear. So head out to G-Fest Chicago. Check it out. So there okay. you go. All right, Workbench, Scott, you got anything? I think we can just skip it this month. Skip it. Skip We're it. going Workbench. long anyway. I haven't done anything. I haven't had time. Um, all right. Emails, voicemails, and corrections. Can I ask you a question? Oh, wait. We got to do one thing. Yes. Yeah, when do we put the interview in? That's what I was just going to say. Okay. It'll be after Workbench. Okay. Our interview. We have a lovely interview this time. The loveliest I think we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, Scott, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? I, our I guest, we will butcher her last name, <laughs> is the very talented Anya Shetinjet. Was it or something Shetinia like that? Shetinia is, is what Shetinia? I thought it was. She told us she'd pronounce her last name. And, it, she so. did, and she will. She did. So, so we butchered it. I'm sorry, Anya. Anyway, Anya sent us some pictures of some beautiful stuff. I can't believe she's as new to um, Wonderfest and stuff as she is. Yeah. But um, very talented. And, great tips uh, in this little interview, too. Some great, great tips. And she gave us a good tip at the end that we probably it's can't show because it was after we were talking. But um, yeah, and she's just really nice. Really, uh, super nice. A, a pleasure to talk to, and um, you know, unfortunately, she, uh, as you'll find out, she doesn't do commissions anymore, so we can't really help her make any money. But um, she just really loves the hobby, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's head over cool. to her Facebook page; we'll have it linked below. But yeah, check it out. Here's our interview. Uh, All right, everybody, okay. we are back with our guest Anya, and Anya, I'm going to let you say your last name so that I don't slaughter it. <laughs> it's Shetinia now, but I go by Anya. So. Okay, Anya. Thank you so much for joining us, and and uh, thank you, Scott, for recruiting <laughs> as well. I recruit all the good guests. He, he does. That is true. <laughs> I, I get the bottom of the barrel, people. How are you today? You doing good? I am great, and I'm so happy talking to you guys. All right. What part of the country are you in? Right now, I'm in Minnesota. Minnesota. So not far from us, Central Time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Where are you originally from? Because you do have an accent. Russia. Russia. Okay. I have Russian genes. What part of Russia? Um, St. Petersburg. Cool. How long have you I been came, here? Yeah, I came here in 96. 1996. And you immediately regretted that decision? Or are you still? No, well, I was stuck in Montana for a few years. Hey, Mon what part of Montana? Miles City, Montana. Oh, shoot. What part of the state's that? It's about um, two hours away from Billings. Okay. So, oh, you a cop? What, no, what, I don't. I'm you, just like, I like her like people you're a cop. <laughs> I've been to Billings. I love Montana. Yeah. Well, it, Helena is a beautiful part of Montana. Uh-huh. Right? Miles City, Montana, it's flat. It's 
hills, no trees, flat. Yeah. Nothing. I was, I went to Bozeman once and almost died on the way home because it was January. It was like the week between Christmas and New Year's. And so we are leaving Bozeman coming out of that valley to Billings and then Billings into Wyoming. Yep. And there was a giant ice storm and snowstorm, and we were driving through the mountain. It was fun. It was good times. And it was <laughs> yeah. minus 17. It was the best. It's, it's memorable. Yes. Right? Yeah. I almost died. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Those are always the best stories when you almost die. Um, how did you get started with building models? How, like, I was, okay, I was about, it was, 2000, well, 1999 or so, Sailor Moon came to the United States, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. I was obsessed about it, right? And so I wanted toys for Sailor Moon, and I couldn't find anything, right? Everything was chip knockoff, Chinese, and I wanted my own. So I did find it on eBay, which just started blooming at the time, right? And I got those very, very bad copies of Thai recasts of Sailor Moon kit. Yeah. So th that's how I started. I got my first Sailor Moon kit. I looked at it and I fell in love. And then I just practiced, practiced, practiced. Cool. Uh, I think everybody kind of fell. I don't think Scott so much because he's not a big anime guy. <laughs> I, I, I don't think. But I really I like a lot of Speed like, Racer, pal. Okay. <laughs> I love those old anime kids. Like when they first started coming over, that's all you could find were recasts off of eBay or some of the other, like there was a, a group specifically at Wonderfest that was all just recast anime stuff. But that was like, that was the only way to do it. Um, yeah. Besides Sailor Moon, what other interests did you have anime wise? Well, at the time I would just go get the Evangelion, the Sailor Moon. That's mostly what was yeah. available. You know, some of the other, cute like girly anime you know like chobits or something like that you know uh -huh. a cute stuff for girls <laughs> not nothing monster like or horror movies so but now i kind of transitioned from anime and went a little bit more to a more lifelike and you know more traditional i still don't go too deep into like older um, horror movies, you know, black and white and stuff, or gore. But I love right now, like right now, the time for all this 3D printing and all these models that are amazing coming from movies and stuff. Um, I made Loki's this time around for the contest room, and I love those models. They're just amazing. And so, you can do so much with it. That's what you you sent me these pictures. I'll put a couple up here and we'll show them yeah. later. Um, did you print these? Yes. Cool. Scott, ask your printer questions. I know you have some. <laughs> no, so these are, um, what am I thinking? Wicked? Is it Wicked? The Patreon yes, Wicked? Yes. Okay. Love them. Those and um, are awesome. Th they're beautiful. Now, I'm an old man. <laughs> when I say I'm an old man, I'm almost 60. So um, so I grew up with the 60s and 70s comics. So when I see things, I like them to look like they did in the comic books. But I can appreciate these, that they look, I mean, they're beautiful. 
Um, sometimes they get too stylized for me, but I realize for younger generation, that's what they want. They want more movie related, looking like the movie type stuff and not the classic comic, you know, baby boomer type stuff. They do have options. They have some of the models that are based on the comic style. But mm-hmm. I, I understand what you're saying. The more like stylized, like from a comics, like a from a cartoon. Right. More. Right. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, but I'm I'm not putting them down. They're beautiful. Um and you've done really good fantastic, fantastic work on this. Uh first Loki that I'm looking at or on all of them really. So how did you uh, get into 3d print? Like what printer do you have? How? My first one, I bought a smaller, um, the, um, any cubic, just a proton, just a basic one. The tiny little thing, um, was like $140 or something. Um, it worked beautifully. But the scale was not big enough. So I, you know, put my toe in there, tried it out. You know, I loved it. You know, I got myself, I'm like, okay, I, I know what I'm doing. Then I tried to get the, the filament printer, like a bigger one. And I hate that thing. Oh, my God. Oh, I do, too. I hate I hate. Oh, I have one, oh. but I, I hate it. I have two. Line, of I've been fighting them all week. Like, that's what I've been doing. I, Nonstop. I the stuff. lines are driving me nuts. I'm OCD about smooth surface, and that's just oh yeah. No. <laughs> and that thing is takes forever. Five days of printing. Oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's good no. for certain things, but not for what we yeah. like. Not for the well, model stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Then I got the Anycubic um, Mon X. And it worked okay for maybe about eight months and then start having problems. I had to change the screen. I had my uh, bearings got, oh God, I learned so much. Oh my God. Uh, Because I had so many problems, I just learned so much on how to fix it and grease everything and take everything apart and how many bowls are in that little joint thingy you know i'm like oh my god too much information but i went through tech support i went through forums and the thing that killed me was because the usb drive would not i had only one usb drive that would recognize at the end okay and that's it (laughs) And then that thing crashed on me and I couldn't like restart anything. I tried everything. My sister is in the tech support. She tried doing it. Nothing. No. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, now I am with the, um, oh my goodness. What is it called? Uh, The uh, Saturn. Okay. So and I that's what that we thing. have. Yeah, that's what we have. Yep, yeah. it, it it's amazing machine. Oh my god, and it's been the workhorse. I've been printing nonstop, and oh my god, yes. They're not without their problems got, too, but we've like I, we, we've had pretty good luck with them. I think. Yes, yes. I mean, and and if I you like ever get the the light on issue where it stays on, and the mother because there's a motherboard issue with some of them. <laughs> um, know what you ask? 
I know who to ask, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> just send it to me. Just take it out and send it to me. I'll fix it for you. Scott okay. is the MOSFET master. They'll send learned. you one for free. You you call customer support. They'll send you a free one. Oh, nice. But then I could probably fix it and send it back to you quicker than, oh, okay. than you're going to get one from them. Yeah, it's one thing we've so learned. Don't be without that. your printer that long. So um, Yeah. So for people, because I and we talk about it all the time on here, we're still garage kit guys at heart, but 3D printing is taking over. And the more people we talk to, it's just it's become one of those things where people just that's printing is going to be normal now. Um, any bit of advice for people who want to take that step into getting a printer? Like one thing you learned along the way that might help somebody who wants to take the dive. Um. You know what? Um, I don't think it's going to replace the regular garage kits. I think it's just going to go side by side and complement each other. But one of the things I think, probably just get a smaller printer for beginning. Get your kinks in. It helped me. So I don't yeah. know. Um, you don't have to start big. You can buy a cheaper printer for like $120. Now they're even cheaper. And buy, you know, a couple bottles of resin uh, on like a $120, $150 printer and, you know, try it out, see how you like it. And then if you actually something, because a lot of people find out that they can't stand the smell of it or all the productions or cleaning and stuff like that. And too much for them. I yeah. enjoy the process. So but some people just have to find it for themselves if they're okay with that. If they're okay with spending some time on the computer, putting supports on your model, you know, knowing how to rotate it yeah. and stuff. Um, it's just, you have to know, kind of know yourself and what you like doing, you know, but start small, start small and cheap. That's good. Advice. I would think so at least. <laughs> that is good advice. Although the Saturns are a lot cheaper now. What are they about? 360 now? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, the Jupiter is coming out, so yeah. you know we we both have them. We both have them coming. We have them on the way, and I don't know where it's going to go in the room yet. That's, I I'm that's running I'm out. Of. Yeah, yeah, running out of space too. But um, I would like to have one, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of space, real quick, behind yes. you is that yes. a Skatis board from IKEA? Yes. So I was just talking about this on the show the other day. I just put those up. I I love it so far. It looks like you love yours as well. Yeah, I got a little um, cheap handed and I made my own shells. I mean, I have got some of the hooks, but then I got a bunch of other stuff that I just kind of made in my own. Yeah, those are great. Because I found like with the three, with the FDM printer, if you go on Thingiverse, there's just hundreds and hundreds of things for the skatus to put up. So I'm thinking that too. I was like, okay, have to turn that big boy on then <laughs> and wait for five days. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but I again, everybody, Ooh. there it is, right behind. Because where mine is, you can't see it, but that's it in action. The skatus. So we cool. actually have IKEA here by oh, Mall of America, right? Yeah. So how is I, I've never been to Mall of America. Is it? Worth going to. <laughs> I, you know what? I've been to Mall of America before I came to live here in this state. And it was kind of like, 
oh my god you know it's a historical thing yeah. and now i i try to avoid that thing <laughs> oh my god too much too much when did you realize when you i mean when you started painting these models that hey i'm pretty good at this um i mean right away i mean was there artistic oh, talent oh god no god, no <laughs> you should have seen my first stuff i was convincing my sister i go I'm like i painted one of the sailor scouts and it was just a basic coat you know pink for the skin i think it was mars or something so it was blue skirt you know blue hair and she's like well where's the shading where's the shadows i'm like no 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 that doesn't need shadows you know once the <laughs> light falls in it creates its own shadows and, yeah no <laughs> and then it kind of progressed i found a couple of the different forums i found the clubhouse you know and you see all those beautiful models that people paint and um you just go in and I'm like okay well if they can do it i can probably do it you know well, good for you yeah good for you like i came up in the mid to late 90s and everyone watched david fisher's videos i mean that was the i have those you have those okay so you so you you know you're, you're part of that too then yeah and then you want to throw everything away because it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll never be that good. But um, you're you're certainly right there. Um, well, thank you. From everything that I've seen, for sure. When was your first Wonderfest? Five years ago, I believe. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me grab. You can grab it. <laughs> Nineteen. I wonder what my oldest badge. I still have my ninety-five badge. I don't think I seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Wow. Okay. Two thousand seventeen. So yeah. And then you taught a class this year. Like, was this the first time you taught? A no, class I have been teaching it for three years. Okay. I mean, we skipped one, right? Yeah. And uh, but no, this is my third time teaching. Walk me through that. Do you like it? Do you like teaching that class full of room, that, that room full of people? And okay, yes, I, it's kind of uh, my sister and Joe had to drag me the first time around, right? So <laughs> let me tell you about Joe. Okay, He's, oh here we go. I, We're no, talking about. It, uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you tell us about Joe, and we'll tell you about Joe. All right, well, let's get his last name on here. Joe Nagberger. Um, Crazy Joe is everyone. Crazy Joe. My first year. It's, I've been, uh, me and my sister decided to drive to Wonderfest, right? I heard so much about it and I was like, I always wanted to go, but then I couldn't do it. And then I had my daughter and then, you know, life gets in the way. And I, so finally we're like, okay, let's just do it for us. So it became a road trip for me and my sister. So we drove from Minnesota to Louisville and by the way, we stopped at, uh, we decided to save some money and we were at the Super 8 Motel for $50 a night. It was a scary place, let me <laughs> tell you. <laughs> it's, let me tell you, it was a very interesting experience. The same lady was at the desk for 32 hours up there <laughs> without moving. She didn't even leave. 
I, we were we were kind of creeped out. <laughs> After that, we decided to just stay at the hotel. <laughs> but the first year we went there, I did not bring anything. We we had no idea what to expect, right? So we went to Joe's class, one of the classes, and I had my name tag on, and he's teaching the class, and we were right up front, the first row, and he goes, "Is that Anya?" I go, "I'm like, yes." He's like, "Is that Anya's workshop?" I go, yes. And he's like, he's like, stop teaching, start talking to me. And he's like, <laughs> oh. And then he's like, he pulled me to help him use the hair dryer for something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it that, wasn't he, for drying hair, was it? I, well, no, <laughs> he doesn't have any. So I know. We're I was the, the guy giving boat. him crap uh, during your class a few times. So, yeah. So, and so he pulled me out and then he was talking and then, you know, uh, we connected and he talked me into teaching a class the following year. And uh, yeah, that and that's the history. He totally yet me out of the crowd, out of the classroom. And that's it. <laughs> hey, sometimes so, good things are forced upon you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when did you first enter the contest uh the following year after the following that. year okay so 18 and how do we do in our first contest i got i had one of the pk king uh new Wah girl um mm-hmm. i got gold excellent oh how nice how nice yeah. she got gold yeah my first contest first i got gold yeah i i got a couple other ones but yeah that was very re- rewarding so. jason how many years for you to get a gold a long time what? Wasn't I'm the still first waiting. <laughs> yeah. This hey, is my gold medal right here. This is hey, it. I did not get any gold last year, so well, hey, once just do it once and you're done. You don't have to worry about it anymore. So I like to do. So let's walk let's walk through so this last class that you painted was a like faces, right? Yes. Was, was doing faces. Um do you have a like just let's do some tips. Do you have a skin tone formula, certain paints you like to use uh, that you could give? Like, how, what's that, Scott? What's that, Anya? Hey, 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 pan pastels, my go-to cheat. Okay. You don't have to be good at airbrushing to use those things, and it's awesome. You can shade your model with just a couple strokes, and it looks amazing. So I've been meaning to pick those up. So that's what the class was about. Cause I had to watch the table while Scott got to do like all the cool stuff. And, and so I didn't get to attend anything. See Anya, that's such bullshit because here's the reason. Okay. No, we, we had another no, guy with us that offered to watch the table, but he wouldn't relinquish control of the table at all. So uh-huh. I know what happens uh, when I relinquish. So the pan pastels, is that the, they come in a whole bunch of range of colors. Like they're in those. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Walk us through all that stuff. Ooh, those are pretty. All right. I did buy, Anya, I did buy the red oxide too. Was it the red (laughs) oxide or the red? It was a red color you say you use a lot of. Yes. And I bought that too. I don't think that's in this set. I saw this set and I said, I'll give it a try because it's a flesh set. Skin tones. Yes. And where'd you and pick it up at? Like, where? How much was Amazon. it? Amazon. Okay. Amazon. What's that set cost? Oh, I don't know. Go they're cos- 
they're kind of expensive, but you don't have to use those. You know, you don't have to buy pan pastels. I recommend, usually what I tell people at my classes, I go, those are awesome for painting. You know, they'll last forever because it's kind of like you just use just a touch of it, a powder. It goes a long way. But yeah. they're expensive. They're a very really? high. $40 for this set. Okay. Yeah. They're high quality um, artist grade pastels. So they have a lot of pigment. You can pick up a box of Rembrandt pastels, like a six. Um, it will cost you like 30 bucks, 20, 30 dollars. You can find it even cheaper, right? Those work just as well. What you do, you put it on a sandpaper, you just grate it a little bit and just use the powder and you apply the same way. So I skip ahead a little bit. Do the pan yes. pastels, the problem I think, I, I, the, how do I say this right? When I use pastels, it took me a while to get my ceiling properly right. Yep. Because it disappears sometimes, depending on the brand you use. Like exactly. brands vary. Like sometimes when you go to seal it with your dull coat, all of your work will vanish. And you're like, what the heck? What just happened? So pan and pastels don't do that. Do they, like, how does it work? They have a higher grade of pigment, so they don't disappear as fast. Um, but you have to watch it because I usually, I had a background at the um, watercolor paint, right? So on watercolors, you always go from light to dark. You build your layers from the lightest color and you darken it up going down. I know that a lot of miniatures, you know, you start with black and then mm -hmm. you build it up. So you have to, like right now I'm almost in the middle. Sometimes I go one way and then I go backwards. Pan pastels, you can go from a darker color and you light it up, but it will take you a lot longer. Uh -huh. You know, like if you want to bright it up a green color, um, you put a yellow, seal it. Yellow, seal it. Yellow, seal it. Sometimes you need to do it like maybe five, six times before you can actually like see like a very good result. Yeah. But with every application, you can see a little switch. What are you but, using for a sealer right now? Um, <laughs> bare paint. Because this is the, I, I think someone was telling me about Yeah, this. I sent you a picture. Yeah, yeah, yep, okay. Yep, I found it a couple of months ago at the Home Depot. It's a bare chalk matte clear spray. Okay. I do use the, the dull coat when I can find it. I actually have like a, a little stash of them. About... <laughs> I think everybody does right now. Well, yeah, because away, it was yeah. so hard to find. How many... But this stuff works amazing. Okay. I'm going to give that stuff a try. <laughs> I'm going to, because I love trying new paint. I love smelling new paint too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's lacquer based. So yeah, you can get a little happy. Yeah, he, it doesn't take much for him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, oh, yeah. so Going as far to... as like the pan pastels, do you just start with pastels then? Or do you have a paint layer first when you're doing like a face like with this Loki and stuff? Um, Yes, I go in, I do a base color. Um, I've been using Jesse's paint a lot. I go between Jesse's paint with the uh, golden um, acrylics. Okay. The, the high flow ones and the uh, 
what is it, Comcard? Comart, yep. Comart, yes. Yeah. Um, those are the go-to paints. Those usually what I use. I do use the cheaper brand, you know, those two ounce like um, Fox Art or the Apple, Apple Barrel. Barrel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do use those for bases a lot too. Cool. Just because it's cheap, but uh, yes. So I go in. I put a base color. I shade it with my airbrush, which I'm pretty good with the control. But a lot of people, you know, sometimes they have problem with controlling the airbrush, and that's where we lose a lot of people. But get because you get so frustrated with trying to shade stuff, and it doesn't work. That's yeah. why I think that's why I think the pastels work so much better because you have a control over your brush. So. Scott, yeah. you have a so, question before I jump in? No, go ahead. Okay. Um, no, I lost it. Airbrush, <laughs> airbrush. Um, and I, I've gotten away from you, and I've said this a few times on the show now. I use my airbrush less and less and less. I'm more like... Oh, me past- too. <laughs> well, you never used it. <laughs> I like pastels, and I like doing a lot of washes and just like wet blending colors and like trying to stick to just using brushes. I think, and maybe you could agree, both of you guys could agree. I don't know. There was a point in time where it felt like everyone felt like they had to use an airbrush to be successful at painting garage kits. And if you didn't have a garage kit or a paint, an airbrush to paint your garage kit, you were like behind the days. And you're proving that is not true. You can do this with just pastels or you could do it with just like what I was just talking about. Do you see that? And also sometimes things look airbrush and I don't like that. Like when it looks like it was just everything was airbrushed and you're done. You know what I'm talking about? Does that yeah. make sense? Okay. I I do know what you're talking about because for a while, you know, there was kind of like a pressure of just using airbrushes or just using, you know, certain techniques and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got away from it. The reason why I use airbrush is it's quicker. I cannot do miniatures because they drive me nuts because it takes so long. (laughs) You know, the layers after layer after layer. That's why I like pastels because you go in, you kind of shade it and it's, you could get same effect that, you know, as putting like 20 layers of by hand. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) And it's easy to fix a mistake too, right? it's, exactly. If you don't seal it, you can just wipe it off with a Q-tip mm-hmm. and some Windex, and you're good to go. And try again. I'm just I I'm lazy. I'm just lazy. <laughs> so I think that's why. But um, I just found a bunch of stuff. You know, I tried different techniques and yeah. see what works for me. It. I had some success with some stuff and I tried to follow some different tutorials and which look amazing at the end, but doesn't work for me. So you just have to find something that works for you. And I think that's what people just need to experiment and find what works for them the best and be comfortable with things like Chinksy could use some sponges and some pastels instead of just airbrush, you know, you know, like, he loves his airbrush. So. I know he does. It, it's just a tool. You can exchange yeah, exactly. it for something else. You know, I go in from air, well, airbrush, then I go in, I like add texture, then I shade with the airbrush, then I go to pastels, 
Sometimes I go back with the airbrush, don't have to. Then I go with the hand painting, you know, add pastels. And, you know, you go between all this different, I mean, I have washes, I have sponges. Well, I mean, just I even have... looking behind you, you have tube paints. There's looks like what FW inks or some sort of inks up there with squid. Like, I love oh, it. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff to like. Just <laughs> um, look in. at this. <laughs> oh, nice. Now that's a workshop, Scott. See, you know what this tells me? That you don't do anything? She's got a problem. <laughs> I, I okay. All right. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. I'm yell I love it. Wow. Okay. If I put up all my paint, that's what it would look like. And I kind of <laughs> want to do that. Because I collect paint more than I think I collect models at this point. That's awesome. I love seeing that stuff. I, Scott's jealous. Yeah, no, I have problem. I'm I jealous. Have, you yeah. don't have a problem. You have the same problem <laughs> everyone else has. Just <laughs> hey, look behind me. There's no paint. Oh yeah, let's go downstairs. <laughs> There's nothing. And look you know. at your collection. Well, I've got pastels. I've yeah. got pastels. you do have pastels. Hey, sometimes there. that's all you need. So. so for for other beginners or old guys that haven't painted in a long time and you want them to pick up a brush and start painting something. Any advice, inspiration for people have, just starting out? Have fun. Yeah. Don't don't think that it's going to be perfect the first time around. I had to repaint so many different things. I mean, I had um even the last for the contest, right? The NRA kit that I submitted. I had to repaint her like three days before we went on a trip. For people who don't know, that's naked resin attack, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. A lot of times people get fixated. They they watch TikTok. They watch, you know, Pinterest or something. They're like, they watch Clubhouse. They're like, okay, it have to be, it it's, does not have to be perfect. If you are having fun painting it and you're happy with what you have on the table, that's all that counts. Yeah. Do not get over obsessed with perfect. As yeah. long as it, a lot of people, I heard a lot of people say, it's better be done than perfect. You know, put it yeah, on see, a show. That's the problem I have. I, hey, I have the same problem. Okay. Totally. I, I really, I, it's like, so I buy a kit and I go, well, I don't want to paint that yet because I'm not good enough. And I'll buy something else. And I say, well, this will be a nice little lead in to better kits. And I don't paint those because I'm not yeah. good enough. And it just, it snowballs until it's, um, well, wait, I think she's 700 right. kits in your basement. And, uh, <laughs> I have my, the next room to this, my work room, it's full of kids in those huge, you know, those, uh, humongous kids that, you know, the, seasons and you know you open them up and the boxes are amazing you know there's foams and you every piece have a magnet and you open them up you're like wow i don't know i don't know if i want to touch this because <laughs> i'll ruin it and you know they so they sit there and collecting dust and i have to that's one of the reasons why i actually stopped taking commissions because I wasn't having fun and I wasn't painting my own stuff. Yeah. So I, yes, that's what happened to me too. When I, 
right after I got that one gold, <laughs> I started, yeah, I started writing for AFM and then I started doing a lot of commissions and it's like my pile of things that I wanted to do was just back burner, back burner, back burner. And here I am 15 years later and I still got all those kits. And it's like, yeah, I got a it, painting for other people is fun. And for the first 10 kits and then you're like, okay, I want to do yeah. my own stuff. It's kind of nice to, to have money, but at the same time, it's not yeah. worth it. No. And I would tell that's, I think my advice to people, cause they always have like, I want to be a professional painter. I want to be a painter and it's not everything it's cracked up to be. You don't make a lot of money doing it. Some people do. <clears throat> I, there's people that charge a lot of money, but that's all you end up doing then. And you don't really do anything for yourself. And it, yeah. this, it becomes a job and then it's not fun. I burned out. I burned out last year, like a year before I, I wasn't doing anything. I barely finished anything. And then I came across Wicked and I saw those Lokis and I was like, yeah. I have to do it for myself. Cool. So. What are you working the, on right now? Um, while I'm printing right now, there is a, um, what is it? Creative Geek. He just released uh, uh, one of the Patreons and he released this coolest model of Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, first. I know which one you're talking. So I'm like in my brain. I'm like I know which. Yeah, that that thing is. I'll awesome. find a picture. Yeah, it's where the beast is like hunched over with blood everywhere, and she's yeah, standing. and, yep, that's the and the beauty goes with the knives and all <laughs> bloody and splattered. You know, but but she doesn't like gore. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't want to go. Well, it's Disney. <laughs> you you can't go wrong with Disney. <laughs> and of course, I kind of did. It's the vision from oh, yeah. uh, Wanda and the vision. So that's on my table. What resin do you like to print in? Um, I really, really, really like the Anycubic uh, Craftsman resin. And mm-hmm. I always go for the beige color, which looks like nude, like, t- yeah, like that, yeah. in color. It's not a, uh, apricot. It's beige. And it's hard to get it now. Is it really? Okay. I, I really I like the Elegoo beige. Elegoo beige is, is good too. Yeah. This one is, um, it's creamy. My printer is dialed perfectly for it and nice creamy texture is awesome. You know, the details are good. And I found this um, guy on uh, eBay and that I've been like 500 milligrams bottles for like 750 a piece. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I stuck myself in. I got like <laughs> 20 of them at the time. So I'm still going through my, you know, it, it's a different obsession. Okay. Yeah, She's got is. more problems. Trust She's me. More problems. <laughs> Trust. Don't give us the look though. We don't yeah. want the look. No, no, no. no it no, is no, an no. obsession. Like you're right. It is a separate, but, but oh my God. But see, here's the thing, because I, I have a full-time job. I have a kid, right? But if I have something in my printer, printing, I feel like I'm accomplishing something, you know? Even though I'm not print, painting stuff, yeah. I'm still doing something, do you right? feel? Do you, here's the test. Do you feel like you're doing something wrong when nothing's printing? Yeah, isn't that weird? I'm like, something should be... Right, right, right now, there hasn't been anything on my printers for 24 hours, and I'm like... <clears throat> something i should yeah, be printing something I'm, I'm wasting my time yes. <laughs> i'm wasting my time i could be printing overnight something meanwhile there's a pile this big of printed it, stuff. It, 
it's growing. Yeah. It's growing. So, I'm running out of space. <laughs> so I started to um, print for others. <laughs> Which I, I, yeah, I'm doing so too. And it's not bad because, I mean, you know, it's, but I found I have all these files I haven't printed for myself yet. So I'm kind of like, so what did dummy me do? Same thing dummy Jason did. We bought another Saturn. Okay. Two Saturns, so. Two Saturns and a Jupiter coming. <laughs> and the Jupiter's coming. <laughs> so um, here's um, the real question. I, how many Patreons are you on? Me? Yeah. Uh, four. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, do you know which, could you name which ones? Um, well, I did the uh, Nom Nom. I'm on that one. I like that yeah, one a lot. Yep. The Wicked, um, Creative Geek, and um, God, um, I don't remember. Yeah, remember. But you're on four. Yeah. So, Scott, how many? You're doing? One. One? Yeah. And I don't even know why, because it's like I haven't <laughs> downloaded anything forever, but it's $5 a month. And... <laughs> I think I'm on six. I think I'm on the hell's wrong I have five I and I downgraded it's like three three uh c3d something oh yeah I'm on that yep so yeah yeah the real question how much space do you have on your computer I bought a separate hard drive I, <laughs> yeah I have external hard drive yep, yep. <laughs> you got me looking now yeah let's all let's look at our <laughs> let's see um so my hard drive's nine hundred and nine hundred and sixteen gigabytes. And I'm at five fifty-eight free, so I'm about half full. Yeah. No, I run out. <laughs> See, y'all got problems. <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> no. No, I, I'm good. You're still in denial stage. <laughs> well, I have a big basement, so it doesn't look as bad. I have but- I have about a terabyte of files. Yeah. I think. Because that drive is four terabytes, four and a half. I'm at, I have three and a half left. So about a terabyte. The fun thing is, I remember when we used to use floppy disks. <laughs> I do too. I, well, the floppies. And then I still had recently some of the smaller ones. The, they were the plastic. Three and a half. The three and a half. Yeah. And I still have my computer downstairs that runs Windows 98. And I did turn it on and it still worked. <laughs> and the problem was it had a USB one drive in it. <laughs> so flash drives didn't work. So I couldn't pull files off there. So and and I'm not a computer maniac, but I knew I could burn CDs, but then the CD burner went out. <laughs> and so somewhere years ago I had the hindsight I was at a they were they had it on the clearance table a CD burner it was like $30 so I said you know it doesn't hurt to have an extra one so I bought it and never used it and so here I was in my basement putting this ancient CD burner in this ancient computer <laughs> so I could burn jpegs and stuff that I had and then move it to this computer so i was finally able to do that but i still have a computer so it's and i had a zip drive too remember the zip drives oh yeah oh yeah good times 
<laughs> Good old days. So uh, I have a couple questions. Yep. Yes. I'll just throw a couple questions at you. The lightning round, we'll call it. All right. <laughs> now, so I'm going to ask you best and worst tips that you ever got. When I say worst tip you ever got, not necessarily the worst tip, but the one that didn't work for you, that maybe works for everyone else, but didn't work for you. And then the best one somebody gave you that you, it was like discovering fire. I, I mean. <laughs> um, oiled. No. <laughs> you can't do it? <laughs> no. I do not have patience for that. I I was trained. Well, I kind of went through like traditional art. Mm -hmm. I used to do like watercolor portraits and I do um, color pencils. Um, I used to do like big pictures and stuff for um, people, you know, before I discovered models. Right. So I was doing kind of artsy stuff beforehand. Oils. I never could do oils. I do not. My brain does not click for oils. I don't ask why I just don't get it. You know, you go in, put, put a blob up here, blob up here, and then you squiggle it. And suddenly it's a beautiful woman. No, <laughs> no, my brain does not go there, you know, but so, and I tried doing oils, washes, you know, on the models. No, just no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just frustration on top of the frustration. I can get the same effect with the, you know, the golden, uh, the glazing medium and acrylics. Oh, I, yeah. no. I go in, put it in, hair dry it. It's done. <laughs> Two seconds later, you know, it, it's there. Yeah. Now waiting a week for it to dry. And... Yeah, no. I heard some people say that they put it in the oven. No, no. <laughs> did mm. not work. <laughs> I did not bake anything, though, but yeah. Um. <laughs> And the best one, uh, one of the recent ones, actually, Randy um, Van Dyke, he, we talked a couple, couple of the Wonder Fest ago, and we're talking about realistic skin. And he put me up to, I mean, he's been teaching the same class for the last two years, so mm -hmm. people probably saw it, but you put a, a texture underneath the skin, and... Um, what he recommended to put like a speckles on the base skin, you put speckles and then you cover it up a little bit. And I played with that and it works awesome for me. So what are you using to do your speckles a sponge or the airbrush spritzing airbrush? Or... Okay. The Ivado. So take the tip off and just sprinkle. So yeah. it works beautifully. So I always give him the credit for that. <laughs> he's we got to get him on one of these days that guy's trouble he's not coming out no I'm just, <laughs> randy's a good guy he is a good guy so you mentioned your sister is yes. uh so she took the trip with you is she, she comes in every single year is she into this too or no. no she just likes to go on a trip and she she's funny because the first couple of years people would ask her if she's painting she's like no and they're like why are you here <laughs> you know kind of yeah kind of that kind of reaction now she's kind of you know we always together so and she actually knows a lot of stuff because i talk so much especially on the trip in the car you know traveling 
And uh, the funny thing is that at the when I do a class, she usually sits in the audience and she answers questions <laughs> behind her. So she sits and people ask questions. They they're not loud enough for me to hear them, but she would go in and answer all the questions. So. So if you That's want, funny. if you can't get to me, pick her brain. She knows. It. <laughs> she doesn't do it, but she knows. It She's stuff. like me. I know. I don't do it, but yeah. I know. It's kind of like judges at the Olympics, you know? Yeah. They don't yeah. do it, but yeah. they're very critic like. <laughs> I'm a judge. I'm like a judge at the Olympics, Jason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. More gosh. lightning round questions, Scott. You got another one? You like the anime. Um you have the I, Loki stuff. Do you like the superhero stuff too? Or is this just uh I like Loki uh my cat is named Loki, by the way. Okay. <laughs> um I actually it's well, a good name like, for a cat, by the way. That that's we have a second cat. We tried to call her Sylvie, but it did not stick. So Okay. You know the variant, but <laughs> but uh, no, I like movies. Um, the problem is I don't get into I don't have enough time to enjoy movies as much. I I get it, and there's so much of it, you know. Um, You're giving him so, so many, many excuses. <laughs> so many different, yeah, so many different movies, so many different series. You know, the Disney Plus. I mean. I actually had enough time. My sister dragged me to watch the um, the Lokis. You know, that's why I enjoyed it so much. I watched some of the WandaVision because she was watching it. And I would be in a different room just going back and forth. I'm yeah. like, I feel like I watched the whole thing without sitting down, you know. Mm. And if I miss something, I'm like, so what happened? You know, but I don't have as much time. I try to go in and watch like... The last, you know, uh, uh, Doctor Strange movie, you know, we actually made time to go out and watch it. And uh, but I wish I had more time, you know, but I had to like juggle so many different things. And sometimes you're like, well, do I want to watch a movie or something or go downstairs and paint something? Because I don't have a TV in my room. It's about, I don't know, about six feet by 12. A little closet you know i can touch i my chair sits right in the middle and on one end there's an airbrush yep yeah i can pretty much touch my walls. but my, i have a tv I here see, now I, see, I don't have a tv um uh, i can touch the walls everything is in distance i can just slide right there see, isn't that you, someone was someone messaged it was on our comments somewhere saying that i'm too cramped and i it's the opposite i like yeah, it like that it's like a everything cockpit is there Everything you can reach wherever you need to reach and grab without moving. I love that feeling. And if you have too much on your tables, you know that you're in trouble. You're getting buried and just finish something. Yeah. Yep. Just finish something. Yep. <laughs> uh, you mentioned you had a daughter who entered the contest at Wonderfest. Yes. Before we started recording. And you said she got a gold? She got a gold and she got uh, uh, the best of juniors. So did she think you were crazy doing all this until she entered? How did you talk her into start painting? Did something she wanted to do on her own to be like mom? How'd she you get your kid involved? She likes coming in, in my room. She knows, she knows better than touching anything. Right. 
she knows not, yeah no she's trained you know um <laughs> but she wanted to paint some stuff you know she started with like a dollar store little projects and stuff and uh and i just told her i'm like hey if you finish this piece i can take it to the wonderfest for you and she got all excited and she painted this little tinkerbell character uh figurine and let me tell you she painted eyes she was she was funny she goes mama 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 i'm going to take inspiration from your sylvie's eyes so she had <laughs> my sylvie sitting on the um, shelf and she keeps running from her room going to the shelf looking at the eyes <laughs> and going back to her room painting it and her eyes are amazing for the first time i don't think mine were that bad yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> send us if you can send us a picture afterwards. So yeah, we'll put it in I here. will. I will. But yeah, no, she was so excited. Now I have to kind of like push her down a little bit. She's like, well, I got a gold. I'm like, <laughs> no, you can't just do that. I'm like, next time it's going to be totally different. Starting from the beginning. Like you have to put some effort into it. You can't just be like, well, I've done it. Yeah. You know. No, that's great. coming from the mother that got gold the first time she entered. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know. Well, it, at that point, I've been doing it for a couple years. <laughs> oh, that's great! It's good to see kids doing it, though. Like, I, it is. That's cool. I I think it's good to see, and you know, I'm I'm going to be sexist here for a minute, and and Jason go. didn't want to touch on this, but I don't care. I'm running <laughs> the show here. Um, and we we talked before we started recording. You're our first female guest oh this is what i thought you were gonna get to something else and um <laughs> no so it was and, and again you're in a hobby that's predominantly men, an old guy an old man like jason <laughs> um was that intimidating at first or did you just say hey i like doing it i'm doing it and, or didn't you realize it until you went to wonderfest and saw everybody in wheelchairs <laughs> <laughs> well it's not that bad no um i came from the other side i came from anime where there was a lot of girls painting all those cutesy models so by the time i actually found clubhouse you know and found wonderfest and european models i guess not the japanese you know by then i was already hooked so and i had to challenge myself you know because as much as I like some of the anime, it's more simplistic, you know, and I want to challenge myself and I wanted to go in and do some amazing, like some of the miniatures that you can see online sometimes, they're so amazing, but I don't want to paint this tiny, you know, I want to do big, but beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, how Scott likes them too. <laughs> Oh. So you know, and it. I I'm with you. The miniature stuff is beautiful, but it's you know, I can I, barely I see it. now. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. You're one day. I, I I'm gonna hold you to this. About ten years from now, when you have no shelf space left, you're gonna be like, I need to paint smaller things, and you're gonna really start liking the miniatures more and more. Because that's I, where I started. Then I went big, and now I'm like, I gotta go small again. I moved to the bus. Yeah, that's part of it too. That helps. You you mentioned coming from the anime side where there's a lot of girl painters. 
or female women painters. Miniatures is the same way. It's only this part where it's all dudes. And that's what I don't understand. I mean, it's not all dudes. It's mostly dudes. That uh, is it the age? Is it the subject matter? Because again, anime painter figures, it's a lot of women. Miniatures is a lot of women painters and it's pretty even. Yeah. But when it comes to garage kids, it's just, it's just East coast Italian dudes for the most part. Well, a lot of it, if you look at the Wonderfast entries, it's a huge chunk of vehicles, props, dinosaurs, and black and white TV shows, which, you know, I didn't grow up on that, so it doesn't get involved me as much. You know, I remember some of the movies, you know, um, I mean, it, the classics, you know, I was very excited about the Back to the Future entry this year, and that was awesome, you know, but was cool. at the same time, some of the, I don't have a relationship with those characters, and a lot of them are, like David Fisher, you know, he brought in all this older stuff, you know, because, and like um, George, he's been growing up on that, you know, the older scary stuff you know and that's what <laughs> brings back the yeah see that brings back the memories of your childhood and i i have different childhood yeah, yeah. <laughs> spent most of it in russia so i came here when i was uh 17 so i was all grown up what year did you come here <laughs> he's trying to do the math he's doing, he's the doing math. math he's doing math Oh, he'll get it wrong. So you better get it wrong. What year? What year? What year did you come here? Ninety-six. Ninety-six. And she was born in nineteen. What, Jason? What? Come on. Oh, I don't know. I I was trying to figure out where you were, where the world was when you came here. Nineteen seventy-nine. So after the wall fell, I can do the math. Yeah. Yes. After the wall. After Chernobyl, like all the good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was 96 after the the Berlin Wall went yeah. down, all that stuff. You know, it the borders were open, no Cold War. So I crossed after. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you got to see a lot of uh, fun things, <laughs> probably on your side. I grew, I grew up during communism era. Yeah. I was, um, I went, I can tell you stories, you know, it's interesting because I have, pretty good memories you know i grew up we had the black and white tv um four channels that's it you know they would mm -hmm. shut it off at like 11 o'clock p.m and turn it back on at like seven or something you know which happened here like 20 years prior before that you know so i have memories for all that i had um all the communism parties you know i i grew up during that time yeah. and and it's totally different so have you been it, back since you've been here or no 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 um i was going to but then you know uh life happened and first i had to do my paperwork then i was in college then you know yeah i you know had a kid and so your mom and dad were are they still there here my mom is here my sister and my mom are here uh, my dad passed away um but I still have like cousins and my um, my aunt visited us a couple of times. So, 
um, yeah, it, it's very right now. It's not a good time no. up there. So, <laughs> no, um, unfortunately, but uh, we stay in contact with a lot of people, but cool. it's a distant now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been here 20 right. plus years, yeah. so, you know. But your immediate family's here. That's good. Yes, your, your yes immediate exactly. And, and so. that's good. And um, so we're in Minnesota now. How do yes. we get from Montana to Minnesota? <laughs> and don't say the expressway. Yeah, don't, don't, don't say <laughs> Through North Dakota. That's how they did it. Um, <laughs> My mom and my sister, they started in Minnesota, and then my mom got married to a guy in Montana, and then they moved there. And then after a while, you know, a divorce happened, you know, so they moved Come back, back to Minnesota. I have to tell you that Minnesota reminds me of the Russia where I grew up, you know, four seasons, nice leaf trees, you know, the... The, kind of, the weather kind of the same, you know, the uh, surrounding the same. So it kind of reminds me of home Yeah. back in Russia. So better than Montana, which is flat. <laughs> hey, we're down in the Chicago area and we're lucky to be alive. <laughs> I, yeah, that oh. Chicago, I, hey, every single trip we're trying to take, um, you know, they'll go, go through this way go no we are avoiding this way we are avoiding that area i'm like i'm not gonna save time by going through chicago no no you won't save time coming through no here. never and gps always tells me to go through chicago no yeah well next time you can stop and say hello yes yeah <laughs> well because yeah, it probably takes her um around on 294 yeah when you go to Wonderfest, you have to go past. You go to Wonderfest. She probably comes around to two ninety four, so she probably goes right by my house and by your house too. Yeah, right by me. Yeah. So, but um, before we yeah, go, the weather up there, you guys have been getting hammered with storms this year. I've noticed. Uh, it seems like I'm always seeing severe weather in Minnesota. Yeah, just a little thunderstorm. Yeah. Not like it's. They're the best. I love thunderstorms. <laughs> They're awesome, especially <laughs> open the window. You know, sleep in. Awesome. So we like the thunderstorms until you're 3D printing. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> then you're looking at the radar going, should I start that print or should I wait? Yeah. And uh, see what happens. Yeah. Are you lucky? Do you feel lucky today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you've done that, right, Jason? Sorry. Where what? you haven't started a print? You've oh yeah, that. I have a lot. My power has gone out because of a storm, and I lost prints, and I have not started. Yeah, it's, especially over here, we lose power pretty quickly. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Any websites? People want to get a hold of you? Anything? Um, if you want to follow some of my stuff, I do have the Facebook, the Anya's workshop. Um, I do post a bunch of how to like process stuff i don't do videos because i don't have time <laughs> it, it, yeah i, I wish i had more time i wish i had like a cameraman behind me you know i, I wish i had ad helping me to edit all the videos and stuff you know <laughs> like at the class yeah. um um but I'm, unfortunately i don't so i okay. try to keep updating my facebook that's about it yeah, we'll I, push uh, people over there so they can see it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. 
Um, I am Jesse. I wrote a tutorial for the face tutorial that I did at the Wonderfest, and Jesse's editing for me because I suck at writing. <laughs> so I need help with that. Okay. So, so he's editing for it, and uh, he's going to post it soon. Um, um, uh, on Garage, I, I Kit, actually, on Garage yes, Kids US? Okay. Jesse's, yeah. Right. Um, other than that, you know. Yeah, she doesn't do commissions anymore. So yeah. it, it's just for yeah. special people, you know. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, get on that list of special people then. <laughs> well, yeah, we should be on the special people list now. You are. You can. I people. can paint my own stuff. You should. <laughs> you should be painting your own stuff too, Scott. I'm putting it off on people. Yeah, I got uh, the pastels. I'm ready. I'm good yeah. to go. I'm holding you to that. I want you to. I want you to try those. I'm gonna pick some up. We could do it together. Try oh. it. Just try like couple colors. Don't spend the money right away. Just you can use the same the as long as you get the artist grade pastels. Don't do mm -hmm. the student grade. Do pa uh, the artist grade, and then you'll be fine. Here's okay. my hold on. Here's uh, here's my pastels. Take my thing. <laughs> not as organized as yours. Are you organized, Anya? Are you um? I know where everything in my room is, but if you look at it, it's cluttered. That's how I But I, am. I know where everything is. That's how I am. <laughs> And then, you know, once in a while I get the urge to paint, but don't know where to start. I start cleaning. Unless it's my glasses. Then I have no idea where my glasses are and I have no idea where my phone is most of the time. Everything else. <laughs> so we'll see you at more Wonderfests. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Did you get? Do they have you teaching the same class each time, or are you going to do something different? Or every single time I was teaching a class, it was something different. Okay, cool. Um, Good. The first time was uh, skin color. The second time I did that was right after COVID, and I did um, hair color, and I had to do it twice because they did. A same class on Saturday and the same class on Sunday. I had to repeat them mm -hmm. because um, the year before they were like, okay, well, we don't know how many people can be allowed in the room. So they repeated. I had to do it twice. Oh. <laughs> so that's like yeah, my I, job. I have to do the same thing eight <laughs> times a year. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. I know. yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been great. Uh oh, what was the ding? It's my oh. phone. Sorry. Oh no, I thought it was Scott dinging. Yeah, see, he wants to blame me right away. Mine. First time. He wants <laughs> blame to blame the me. Blame the Russians. Uh, yeah, blame the Russians. We blame them for everything these days, anyway. Why not? Yeah. Well, you are very charming, and and thanks for coming on for sure. And uh, it's a pleasure meeting you. I was in your class, but I didn't really meet you. I, I'll be honest. It's like. I didn't even hear of you till like about a year ago, I think. And Jesse mentioned you, and I'm like, "Who's Anya?" And of course, Jesse thing? yelled at me and uh, <laughs> filled me in on who Anya was. And um, so then, when you know this year at the class, I said, "Well, I'm going to go to this class and see." And just so you know, I haven't been to a seminar in about ten years, so that was the first one I've gone to. Thank you, so you for coming. <laughs> I sat in the back though and gave Crazy Joe a hard time, but <laughs> so he deserves it. 
he that is what you yes. ask him for oh you ask him for a hair dryer and he like went into some explanation i said it's a yes or no question joe she didn't ask for an explanation <laughs> and it's like oh joe oh but uh no it was uh it was very good and a good teacher and uh it's good seeing your work i'm following you now so uh if yeah, i got I'll questions send you some stuff we'll uh yeah and jason's gonna try that chalks i am matt i am yeah. gonna try it yeah just rub it on the sandpaper and use a soft brush to apply it cool well again thank you this has been great and we'll see you on the other side now you see it when wonderfest yes yes all right thanks for joining us thank you all right that was anya was anya. great stuff she was awesome great stuff. check out her face from st petersburg st petersburg russia born in 1979 jason that makes her younger than me that's good though dang i like too you know i i guess i never thought of that <clears throat> but how many um girls females whatever we can say these days um you know are into this anime stuff that again yeah it, it's another it's like miniatures i think yeah you won't there's see another it. Like, whole yep well i see it all the time when i go to those other conventions mm-hmm. the miniatures and the anime stuff women everywhere so uh garage kit wonderfest not so much not yeah so, so much. kudos to her yeah take Thanks her classes nice at wonderfest she's like and, different uh, class every year so far uh and heard nothing but good stuff about this year's class so check her out when you're there okay thanks again cool. Anya, for coming thank on. you so much for joining us all right voicemails emails and corrections scott do we have any corrections from the last episode no 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 we do anything perfect uh we're gonna do this email first because i really only have one email um if i've missed anything in the last month like emails or anything i apologize we'll catch up to things um hi this is from raymond legrant hi jason and scott excellent video on rotocasting i love making scott feel good uh my one question is how did scott know how much resin to mix when he prepared the mold I know he has a lot of experience, but is there an overflow port in the mold or does he rely on just that backflow pressure? And if I may ask an additional in general, how many molds make up a figure? So let's start with that first thing. How did you know how much resin? So <clears throat> when you do your first piece, it's kind of a trial by error thing. Okay. And I've been fortunate enough in most cases, although not in the case of the King Kong, although now I do, but at the time I didn't have the original sculpt. So it was just a look at it and see. And so it was a little trial and error. And then I looked at that and said, okay, that would probably normally be this amount of resin. And I think my rule of thumb was if I have the original piece, I'll weigh it and I'll put enough resin in it to make it about a third of the actual weight of the actual piece. Okay. 
and I'll go from there. Sometimes it might still come out thin, in which case I'll add some more. And then once I do that, I'll write it down. So I have it written down somewhere. That one, I did so many of those, I have it memorized. Right. Okay. And I put a little extra in that one because it's going to be for a master um, to be remolded. So, but, you know, there's not a... Um, Is there an overflow port? No. No? No. Because it you would just be... just had this stuff <clears throat> leaking out of There'd it. There'd be no sense bit. to rotocast it if you were filling it solid. Okay. Now I have rotocast pieces that are almost solid. Cause someone Again, else asked that they didn't understand that that's what you were doing. Rotocasting makes the fake, the piece hollow. Like I noticed in the comments, there was one of those we had to kind of correct that it mm -hmm. isn't, it, this is not pressure casting to get rid of the bubbles. This is to make a piece hollow. It will get rid of the bubbles. It will. Yes. Because but it's not gravity it's forces not the resin into the cavity. So as it spins, gravity centrifugal force is forcing it in. Well, I'm, I'm, I guess maybe I'm wrong. I'm meaning the, you know, when you vacuum, when you pressure cast something, right? It's not that it's not taking the place of that. No, although it can, it can a little bit. Okay. It, it can a little bit. And, and in some points and, and, uh, do I have anything here and a Sharpie. Boy, it's going to be like Boy, Mr. Rogers informative. Yeah. It's like picture pages without the Bill Cosby. So, can everybody, can you make that out? Yep. So, the square is the mold. Let's say that's a mold. And that's a head. Okay. Now, if you pressure cast that, okay, it'll vacuum out most of the bubbles. But I've done it. You can still trap bubbles like here, you know, like if this was pointed up a little bit, yeah, or maybe this or the nose. Tip of the nose. Okay, you could still trap bubbles because even though it forces them out, it can only force them out so far. And and if there's a if there's a uh, undercut in here that's too much, you could still get you can still get stuff trapped. Okay. Okay. Um, the, the idea would probably be to design your mold so it doesn't happen. So, but I have cast some stuff where I pressure cast some stuff where, especially on the chin of a model, like under here, just to get little pinholes where if you rotocast it, you don't. Yeah. Okay. So Did air can still get trapped in a pressure cast piece. Okay. I'm not saying pressure casting is bad. I'm just saying that air can still get trapped in a pressure cast piece. His other question in general, how many molds make up a figure? It, it entirely depends on the figure. It, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but for that Kong, how many molds are for that Kong? Nine, including the base 10. If you include the nameplate. There you go. Cool. Great questions. Raymond. Thank you. Perfect. All right. Also, someone mentioned in the comments of that video vacuuming. Okay. Two different things. Okay. You don't vacuum. I've never heard of vacuuming resin to get air out. You pressure cast it. You vacuum the rubber. And the reason That's you vacuum okay. the rubber is to get the air out because we're going to draw again. Okay. So I've added some 
and this is just this is an over exaggeration, but you see the little circles. Yeah, those were air bubbles, and they were close to the surface of that piece. And you pressurize that thing, that piece would come out with three little balls of resin on it because the pressure would force it into there. Does that yeah. make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So when you vacuum the rubber, it it takes all that air out. And so you can pressure cast. You really, if you're going to pressure cast, you have to vacuum the rubber. I don't always vacuum my rubber for rotocasting, but for pressure casting, you have to. Now, there's going to be guys out there with different opinions. You always have to vacuum it, blah, 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 blah. Hey, whatever works for you, um, like Anya said in our interview, whatever works for you, fantastic. Okay. I have found I'd rather rotocast any day of the week than pressure cast. That's me. Yeah. Safer. Not not to mention when you pressure cast something, there's some things that can go wrong. And if they go wrong, they go really wrong because you are in a sense making. And I probably shouldn't say the word because we'll get flagged. Spell it. <laughs> but you're making an explosive device. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> That's why when you hear like the Boston Marathon, they used a pressure, um, a pressure cooking pot. Okay, for their device to um, do that terrorist act there, and so again, pressure casting. You respect what you have. Our friend Randy Guthrie got hurt really bad. Um, he had a pot blow up, and a chunk of the pot. Hit him right in the head. I think he's still having some eye problems. Um, I got a so anyway, on. yep. Um, hope that answers some questions. Yeah, that was great questions. And Thanks, and again, man. a few people had some you know different ways they do it and stuff like that. And again, whatever works yeah, for whatever anybody. Okay, our next email is from Daniel Cherney. Uh, this is semi related to your show, so I thought I'd send these pics along. I've been doing these large size chalk artwork at festivals around the U.S. U.S. and Europe. And today I finished on at Oberlin, Ohio. He's a creature from the Black Lagoon in progress in chalk on the sidewalk. Check these out. That's pretty cool. Great job, Dan. Love seeing that. Stuff. And for those of you that don't know, Dan recently had a surgery. So um, the fact that he was able to uh, <laughs> still do this was amazing. So Yeah. Uh, and this is the most summertime email we've ever got. It's like it just remind chalk drawings remind me of summer. There you go. Out there. Great stuff. Very cool. Okay. Thanks, Dan. We hope you're feeling better. Yeah. Hope uh, you're recovering. Here we go. It's voicemail time. You ready for this nightmare? I can't wait for this nightmare. Okay. Voicemails. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, it is. The phone number again is 708-816-4299. 708-816-4299. Quick, clean, sharp. <laughs> Voicemails are always best. Uh, as far as the email goes, if you want to leave us, a, uh, send us an email. Modelclubtv at gmail.com. So here we go. First voicemail is from. This is George Takei of Star Trek. 
the original series, and Star Trek, the motion picture, one through six. I greatly have enjoyed Model Club TV, especially uh, uh, that gentleman, uh, DeConte, uh, Neil DeConte, and his boat. <laughs> Please tell Neil, I would greatly enjoy going on a long voyage with him on his boat. Just he and I. <laughs> oh, 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 my. Long live and... Is there a caller ID on these? Leonard, you <clears throat> we had uh, George Takai call us. Uh, and he wants to take a ride on uh, Neil's boat. So we'll leave it at that. Neil, I can hook you up. Send me uh, uh, an email. I'll message you if you want to take George for a ride. I'll look that up. Neil would love to take George for a ride. All right. Next voicemail. Hello, gentlemen. Your favorite English teacher. Great. So after watching the post-Wonderfest episode, I uh, have to say, yes, the salt on the pizza was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen and horrific at the same time. The ketchup was just as bad, but not as bad as that. But what we're forgetting, guys, is that on the way home from the pizza place, Scott swung through and bought fries at McDonald's and two giant sweet teas. After a full pizza, he ate a pizza on his own. He turned around and bought a large fry and two giant sweet teas. I don't, I don't know. His arteries have to be like made of Velcro or not Velcro, some sort of thing that could clean the, the, them up because everything just bounces off of them. He should have clogged arteries at my point. The other thing is, Scott, you keep mentioning the fact that my uh, I'm a big fat guy. And you're not wrong necessarily, but just remember, I'm about six inches taller than you, and we wear the same size T-shirt. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We both have three X's, and I can see the top of your head when I'm standing up. That's all. All right, guys. Hey, Wonderfest was awesome. Hopefully we can do it again next year. Uh, wonderful, wonderful time, uh, except for, well, half the time was fun, and the other half I spent with Scott. Uh, your buddy, Brian Clark, talking about how you uh, got some sweet teas and some fries on the way home from the pizza. <laughs> oh, man. So a couple things. Like to comment on. Okay. You know, I'm down to one kidney, so I hold a lot of water. So that's why I'm wearing the same shirt. Okay. You know, I'm just saying. All right. Plus, I wear a lot of layers, so it looks like I'm big, but, you know, a lot of of clothes. One layer. (laughs) So, um, salt on pizza. I don't think that that's that unusual. All right, comment below. How many people put salt on pizza? Okay, ketchup on pizza is a little worse. No. All right, what's worse? Salt on ke- on pizza <laughs> or ketchup on pizza? All right. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. All right. All right. And what Mr. Clark forgot to mention, too, is how he was ransacking my van <laughs> looking for food because he couldn't wait to get to the restaurant. And what did he find? My secret salt shaker that I keep in the car. 
You don't think that's a problem that you have a secret salt shaker? Salt is one of them condiments they hardly give you. You're not supposed to have a lot of it. Okay. I mean, if they gave you ketchup packs for like this big, wouldn't you carry ketchup with you? I, I have taken ketchup, please. Okay. Now, you know who gives good ketchup packs is Culver's. Yeah. See, another, let me tell you another thing about ketchup, and you, you might disagree with me. Okay. There's really only one brand of ketchup. And that's Heinz. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Although and the rolled gold is growing on. No, the rolled gold. I was just going to say that. So we used to go to this breakfast joint and they had Heinz all the time. And all of a sudden we started going and they got the rolled gold. Yeah. I hated the rolled gold. So I would literally bring my own bottle of ketchup to breakfast <laughs> and they would laugh at me. Because I hated that ketchup so much. It rolled gold tastes like ass. There's only one okay. place I'll bring a bottle of ketchup, and that is Gene and Jude's, the hot dog place. Because they do not have ketchup in this place at all. So if you ask for ketchup, they throw you out. It's one of those places. Even for fries. Even huh? for fries. It is not allowed in the restaurant. They are right next to a McDonald's, and McDonald's stopped passing out packets because people would go over there and get ketchup for their fries. So now I just bring my bottle of ketchup from home and eat it in the car. That's <laughs> I don't put ketchup on the hot dog. I put it on the fries. I don't know. Jason's the only guy in the world I know. He eats a hot dog like this. Okay. Anyway. Uh, what the hell is that? <laughs> anyway. All right. Next voicemail. Hi, this is Scott Johansson. And if you're calling this number now, then you really are bored and you're taking a little piece of my soul away every time you call me. Wonderfest with Jason was an experience I don't want to relive again. Yeah. Him and his homemade hooch drove me nuts. Yeah, bye. I didn't have any homemade hooch. So, Scott, why are you calling We leaving weird voicemails? Yeah, that's me leaving you a voicemail yeah. about homemade hooch. <laughs> Like, I don't have more information that I could lay out there. <laughs> That's true. Actually. All right. And finally, I think this one is CG Blade. Hey, oh. guys. Uh, this is CG Blade. Just want to let you guys know that uh, <laughs> good. we had a blast despite the horrendous amount of pain that I've been in ever since. But uh, we had a blast seeing you guys. Um, and uh, for those people that we didn't get a chance to meet, uh, maybe sometime in the future, um, but, uh, it was a blast all around. And, um, I have one question for you guys. Do you know where we could go to check out the prize winners for the, uh, contest room? Um, is there some place, do they post them on the website? Um, does somebody have those or will they be in AFM magazine or what? Um, we were unsure where to go look to see who had one. Uh, the contest and the categories. So uh, thanks a lot and uh, take care. Wait, take care. Bye. Cool. That's a good question. Um, first of all, for the people who don't know, CG Blade is in some tremendous back pain all the time. But when you go to like a place like even my back hurts by the end of the day of standing and walking. So it's tough when you have a back issue, it, it's, it wrecks everything. So the fact that he was able to hang on as long as he did, well done. Uh, as far as finding out who the winners are for the contest for Wonderfest, the, I, 
they do end up putting a list on the website of everyone who won. Am I right? They used yes. to, but I don't know if they're going to have pictures next to those. They usually just put the names and the name of the kit. As far as pictures to match with those kits, I don't know, but eventually Wonderfest does put up a list on their site. So you'd kind of have to then just match that to other people around this, like to figure out whose was what it's, it's kind of weird how they do that, but yeah, there's gotta be a better way at some point. Well, it'd be hard to take pictures of whatever, Everybody. 700, yeah. 800 models. Um, that's it. That's the show, Scott. That's it. That's our show. Um, again, giveaway. We have the elephant man from Paul Gill. I am not an animal. I'm hoping that's from that movie. <laughs> if it's I'm not, it is now. It is now. Uh, leave that in the comments. You'll be entered into the Elephant Man giveaway. And then again, please leave us suggestions. Uh, we'll figure out what to do next episode with all these giveaways we have. And again, it's been a fun two years. We're going to keep going. And thank you. We're going to count the feet. We're going to count, count the feet. It's going to be a contest. Uh, you got to get a jar and put them in there. I am. Yeah. Cool. The old right, Model Club trophy. <laughs> We'll see you next time. Model Club TV. Episode 50. Holy crap. Bye, everyone. Say goodbye, Scott. Goodbye, Scott. Oh, God.